Is this thing on? Are you ready, Matt? You're listening to Box Office Avengers with Matt Diaz and Ernesto Santos. Good evening, folks. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Oh, Matt. That can oh only God. mean one thing. <laughs> my stomach. I'm hungry. <laughs> you know, I guess I would feel that way, too. But that sound can only mean one thing. What are we reviewing this week? And who's here with us? Oh my God, I am so excited to have this conversation with you guys this week. Of course, we are reviewing Jurassic World Dominion, supposedly the epic conclusion to the Jurassic era. Uh, and of course, we are bringing in the one and only Esteban back into the show, who claimed his spot literally months ago on being here for this episode. So Esteban, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm so happy to be back with y'all. Yes. Um, and before we get started, I want to congratulate you on your new job. I know that you were working with the with the university for quite some time, and now you are moving on to bigger and better things, I'm assuming. I'm, I'm hoping those are bigger and better things. <laughs> yeah. No, no yeah. Um, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah. After seven years with um, Del Mar College, I've, I have accepted a position as the director of Visitor services for Visit Corpus Christi. So this gorgeous mug is going to be bringing more people to Corpus to visit. And <laughs> gorgeous. Gorgeous. Look, it's a good-looking face, but when I call it gorgeous, I don't know yet. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, uh, some, I would. Would, I, some, some would agree. <laughs> so, so some, some would agree. You're, you're right. <laughs> Hold on, where's Luke? Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> get, get over here. Get over get here. here. Get over hey, here. Is my face gorgeous? Here. <laughs> oh, thank you. She says it's gorgeous. Don't you love me? <laughs> well, we're really happy for you, sir. That's awesome. You definitely thank you, thank you, guys. It. I'm so excited. And you know what? I mean, this is awesome because I start, you know, I I start tomorrow, and I I my first people I'm bringing over. Well, not really bringing over, but you know, Ernesto, you and the family, and Jess and Jimmy, Jess and Jimmy, um, <laughs> are gonna come over. So I was like, oh my god, this is awesome. And when I told work, I was like, listen, I have to have this week off. Is that going to be an issue? They're like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, we'll work with it. It's cool. They're like, what are you doing? I was like, well, I'm actually doing my job now. <laughs> I go, <laughs> you know, I have, I got friends to come over from Florida to come visit Texas from Georgia and Florida. And we're going to take them around Corpus. They're like, oh my God, that's awesome. I was like, oh yeah, great. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I'm sure, Ernesto, I'm sure you're very excited to reunite with an old friend that oh, we're talking with at the right now. <laughs> oh, this is going to be, this has been a long time coming. Oh, my God. It, the uh, Insanity will ensue. <laughs> well, I'm sure you guys are going to have a lot of fun. I, I'm jealous. I wish I was there enjoying all the festivities. Well, you were invited, we, so. I... <laughs> Damn. 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 He came back hard. <laughs> he did. He did. 
he was like, oh, oh, I'm not gorgeous, am I? Well, fuck you. You're not invited. <laughs> this is a, this is a old friends, not new, and the other guy. <laughs> Damn. It's like it's, he had that one quick. He had he that did. one ready in the bank. Oh my God! Well, All right, I got well, a beer down. I'm ready. I'm on my game. Yeah. Again. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're just gonna get the show started and we'll have the sassy comments. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on Jurassic World. I know that you are uh, Estevan, a huge fan of the Jurassic franchise, um, and so with this movie coming out, it's it's getting mixed reviews, and obviously we'll talk about this, our opinions a little bit later, but 38% on Rotten Tomatoes, that's a low number. Um, the lowest of the series, right? Yeah. The, yeah, you're right, the lowest of the series. So we'll see if we agree with that later on to the show. But of course, first we have to start with some movie news, which is a lot this week, and what we've been watching later on to the show. But first, we're going to dive into, um, uh, Esteban, your favorite subject. We're going into DC, talking DC a little bit. I'm sure you're well aware of the new DC news that are happening this week. Um, is Miller being on the run right now? Well, no, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> but actually, let's, like, well, since you brought it up, we'll, we'll start with that. What, what's going on with Ezra Miller right now? Right? He's Who he's knows? going. Who's going? He's missing. People are searching for him for all these, and obviously on the run for all these lewd uh, things that he's been doing, crude things and awful things, and like. All of this is just insane, first of all. And then moving forward with that, I know that there's been a lot of talk of Warner Brothers having conversations that they might have to do something with Ezra Miller. But it's like, oh, no, it's like a blow over. And this thing still keeps happening. So, Esteban, to your best knowledge, what do you think they should do with this situation? Listen, I and it's funny because I was like, this is too much controversy to continue to, especially with like, the allegations of grooming like a child right yeah. for like sexual yeah. you like know, r kelly type exploit shit. yeah like art like <laughs> for real that's literally what it's but, like yeah, no, but for real yeah it's very r kelly and Aaliyah. but i mean first of all a ezra miller it's kind of gross looking b <laughs> like <laughs> like i mean like let's think about everything that's been happening in the last like month with johnny depp and amber heard and warner brothers mm-hmm. still hasn't confirmed that she- She's not out, even though she's literally a psycho. <laughs> and, right. you know, having to yeah. see, you know, this kind of thing where it's like, okay, she's going to stay in. And then it's like, get rid of Ezra Miller. I was like, well, then you need to, same energy, bros. Like, get rid of everybody that's toxic in this, like, environment. Like, it, it's fine. It's not like we haven't recast people before. Uh, hello, Maggie Jill, Gyllenhaal in The Dark Knight. Like, nobody gives mm-hmm. a fuck about Katie Holmes after she didn't come back. We're like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but you make and a good point. So, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that I, I agree with you that, like, recasting happens. This isn't a big deal. Like, he was in one movie. We can move on from that. Like, I mean, if you you can count two if you want to separate Justice League and Jack, Zack Snyder's Justice League, which, uh, I mean, we can just all agree that the first Justice League didn't exist, and now we just have yeah. Zack Snyder's. But regardless, he was in one movie. We can recast him. We don't need to like him and Hall. Like, is he the future of this franchise? He's not. Probably, because... no, not. But what if they do? What if I, they still? It's, move it's weird. Him? Like, are you gonna be? 
it's like, do you feel, how are you going to feel walking into that movie? It's like, like I, I already feel, feel about weird them. about walking into that movie, and I'm already thrilled for that movie because obviously Ben Hooflack and Michael Keaton are back, you know, like <laughs> as Batman, and I'm thrilled about this. I think this is gonna be so cool to see. But I'm, I, I, you feel kind of icky when you're like, all right, let me go support this movie with this dude that was like grooming this like kid. And honestly, like WB has it all right there. Like don't, like don't get me wrong, and like because I know I've talked a lot of shit about it, but it's about the writing more so than the actual acting itself. But, like, you have another Flash on hand. You could easily mm-hmm. say, hey, you know what? Ezra got trapped in another universe or in another part of the multiverse, and now Grant is the official, like, movie um, Flash. And I think Grant could hold his own. I've seen Grant Absolutely. act. We've Absolutely. We've seen Grant do other things, and Grant <clears throat> could easily take it on and give the give the kid a shot. I'm tired of hearing Barry Allen cry about his dead mom on TV. <laughs> <laughs> but have him do it in the theater. <laughs> but look, yeah. out of all the CW shows, that's been the one that's really survived the longest yeah so yeah. far very much so yeah and it's, yeah, isn't I, it still going yeah no it yeah, got think, renewed yeah yeah i mean it's, it's, it's gotta say something there's something there the yeah. cw canceled 10 shows in the last month or so the flash got renewed for another season obviously it's doing somewhat well um even if the numbers are down it's good enough for cw to keep it around oh, there's another beer and uh <laughs> <laughs> that's number two i, <laughs> I heard I that one that under the table i, I was like i hope that <laughs> I, I am I am sad that they're not that even though I dropped off like that they're not finishing Legends of Tomorrow that they gave it like mm-hmm. the, after the last season it just ended it's like all right fuck you that's it that's the end yeah. like they yeah. invest there was a they, that's got a lot of seasons on it too yeah mm-hmm. and you know what I think you know what the one thing with I, and it goes back to just the network itself it's on the CW it's on you know prime time you know on a network. So they have to stay cookie cutter for the most part. So they push the boundaries as much as they can. But there's never, I mean, make the move. Push these, like, push these film or I mean, these shows to HBO Max originals, right? And then get that HBO money, and then get those writers to like give you some actual good, you know, content, and then take a twenty-something, you know, episode season and turn it into an eight to ten episode season, yeah. and I'm sure we would all be happy. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think that um, HBO Max saved Doom Patrol and Titans. What They yeah. probably would have just ended there, so why not do the same for some of the more CW shows, some of the more popular CW shows, especially if, if the CW is looking to, you know, rebrand themselves. Like, we don't want to see these shows go, even though we're not watching them, but it's still fun to see them around. Yeah. Um, I, I, I But I agree with you. I think the excuse of, like, Grant Gustin, oh, he's not the movie version, or, like, oh, we're skeptical. Like, if you as an actor can hold your own in, like, seven to eight freaking seasons of a show, you can hold your own in a two-hour movie. Come on. I agree. Exactly. That, there, that's no excuse there. Um, and especially with all the crazy stuff that's happening with Ezra Miller, like, to me, it's a no-brainer. If you want this movie to do well and have people to come back it, spend the extra money, reshoot all the scenes. And I know that's a tall order, but you've done it before. If Zack Snyder's Justice League can exist, then you can reshoot The Flash to have Grant Gustin in there. Or somebody else, if you really that put off against Grant Gustin. Yeah. And then when is when is The Flash supposed to come out? Like, fall of this year, right? No, they pushed it back, so we're not getting that till June of next year. It's like, oh, 2023 now. So far back. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, they have time. time. You can make a whole new movie if you wanted. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's plenty of time. I mean, also, Just to get that like, exact. Like yeah, June 23rd. Too, June 23rd. Okay. And like you said, too, I mean, you made the, the best point. Let's be real. Zack Snyder's Justice League came out 
and they did reshoots with Ben and with Jared Leto for that end for that nightmare scene, and none mm-hmm. of them were in the same like state. They all like Zach, you know, directed them through Zoom, and you know, Ben did it in his you know um, driveway. Jared did it in like in a room at his house, and they were never even near each other, and it literally still worked. You can yeah. make it happen if you need to do it. Put the money where your mouth is, and you're like, oh, we're <laughs> all about, you know, you know, representation. We're all about inclusion. We're all about safety. Then prove it. Like, prove it. And it's like, oh, but Amber Heard's only in it for 10 minutes. I was like, nah, bitch. Get that bitch out for zero minutes or switch her yeah. out with somebody else that Jason Momoa works well with. What's your face from um, Game of Thrones? Oh, um, oh well, Daenerys. Um, yes. yes. What's your name? I'm Emily Clark. Yes. Emily. Amelia. Uh, no, Amelia. Amelia, Amelia, Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Clark. There you go. Um, and, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. The, uh, Amber, like, if you're right, but like, to even t- that's it's even crazy that that Warner Brothers defending. Well, Amber is only in it for ten minutes. Well, that's that doesn't seem like a lot of time. We can cut that. Yeah. <laughs> like, they got rid of needed? Johnny from like the Dumbledore movie, and that was a piece of shit. I tried to watch yeah. a little bit of it the other day. <laughs> Yeah, it was not that great. <laughs> we were not fans of that. You can go listen to that episode uh, a few weeks back. Of We had Liz on that show, and she had lots of things to say about it as well. But, oh, I bet. Yeah, she did. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I agree. If like Without a, without even a hesitation, they cut Johnny Depp without without even thinking about it. Although, so, although Matt Mickelson was a nice addition. I agree with that, too. Like He oh, was probably – he was one of the yes. best – he was one, probably one of the best things about that film. Yes, among other things, but yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, like it didn't have much, but it did have him. <laughs> it did have him, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so hopefully, in in short, Warner Brothers get your shit together. Um, yeah. And and then another DC news. Well, actually, oh, go it's ahead. not even Warner Brothers anymore, right? It's it's like, oh, that's Netflix. right, it's Discovery. And they're putting so, a strong focus on. I think we've, we've we talked about it a couple weeks ago or yeah. a couple months ago that they're gonna put a strong focus on. DC and their rebranding and getting yeah. their shit together that he wants to build a, a Marvel universe, not necessarily the exact yeah. formula, but they want to build their universe, finally successfully yeah. build their universe. And they think that, I think they said specifically Superman has been done so wrong that they want mm-hmm. to make sure it's done right. I mean, Superman is a hard... I think Superman has always been done for the generation. So I mm. think it's always mm. a representation of the moment at the time. And so I think it works at, at certain times. And when you revisit them, like... I mean, all respect to Christopher Reeves. Like, it, I mean, he's, the, he's the GOAT. But, you know, as, it, you go back and watch it, and you're kind of like, all right, like, you know, this doesn't really hold up. In, <laughs> he doesn't in seem that super. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, right? And then, and I still think Brandon Routh was done dirty because I liked it. Like, I thought it was an mm. homage to, like, the Christopher Reeve and, you know, the, going forward and being a little campy, a little serious, and, you know. But, and then, obviously, and then Henry Cavill, I thought Zack Snyder did, you know, great with Man of Steel, and then it kind of just stopped there. I mean, I liked Brandon Routh. I think the problem, I liked him as Superman. I just didn't yeah. necessarily like the 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 writing that he was put into you know yeah and that tends to be the thing for a lot of the uh, a lot of stuff right like the writing tends to be like oh this is because even with one of my my things for what you're watching it was like you know what it was a good film but the writing was just fucking awful <laughs> <laughs> um well, well hopefully that discover uh, discovery can 
you know, if they're making broad strokes and trying to make big changes to the DC lineup, hopefully Ezra Miller is part of the discussion of getting him out because I, I yeah. think we can all say that, you know, he doesn't need to be the flat. He doesn't need that attention if he's doing all these crazy things. Yeah, because um, like, how do you go forward and like promote this film about the Flash if the Flash can't do promotions because he's in hiding or because he's going to be arrested? <laughs> like, right? right, right, exactly. Um, but moving on to other Disney, uh, not Disney, I'm sorry. Moving on to other DC news. Uh, so last week, director Todd Phillips took to social media to announce that a Joker sequel is officially in the works. The sequel will be titled Joker. Don't know how to pronounce that. It's a seems like a French name. Fully uh, seems like a French. It is French. It is French. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how to, do you know how to pronounce it? Trying to save me here. I do not. I'm not gonna make. Okay. Fully day. Try it out. Try it out. Try it out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's it's a French title. I can give you the definition, but I do not know how to pronounce the name. Uh, so we're just called. Uh, Joker 2 for the moment. Foul, uh, foul, fouly. Hold on. Let me. La do, la do. Right? Folia de. Folia de. Joker. Folia de. Folia de. Any of your French listeners out there, yeah, please I know. comment <laughs> and blow up their Instagram with how awful that was. Like, guys, shit. <laughs> I know, I kind of like Frenchie it. from the boys right now. <laughs> uh, Joker you know fully. Translate? You know what it translates to, Matt? Uh, wait, I have it written down, but I want to hear what you hear. Madness for two. Oh, there you go. Okay, so that actually makes sense. Okay, so Joker uh, fully. What, what is it transfer? Madness Mad- for Madness for two. So this kind of makes sense in a way. Um, so obviously Joaquin Phoenix is returning to star as Arthur Fleck, a.k.a. the Joker. Todd Phillips, who directed and co-wrote the first Joker movie, is reteaming up again with co-writer Scott Silver on the sequel. While plot details are scarce, um, I have it here that the uh, full... What's their name again, Ernesto? Folia de thank you, is defined as a psychological disorder where the same or two similar mental disorder affect two or more people, given the Joker is known for having psychologically dependent relationships with characters like Batman and Harley Quinn. This seems this title seems fitting. But that's not even the crazy part of this news, because then earlier this week, we received more surprising news that Lady Gaga is reportedly in early negotiations to play none other than Harley Quinn in the upcoming Joker sequel. And if you think that's crazy, that's not even the crazy part. There's even more craziness. It is the surprise part about it. It is also speculated that this film will likely be a musical, which is an odd and bold move. All the details of Joker 2 remain under wraps. So it's unclear whether Gaga would uh, also contribute any music to the project, but it's safe to assume that she's at least on the table of this conversation. Esteban, a lot of crazy news happening right now. What are your thoughts on all that? Uh, fuck yes. <laughs> I, I like listen. I I know Gaga's not everybody's cup of tea, but you have to admit that that girl like puts her heart and soul into like anything that she does, whether it be music or performing. And then, and when it comes to acting, and she like made her debut um, with A Star's Born, we were all kind of like, what the fuck? That's awesome. Or actually, not even Star's Born when she made her debut with American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. That opening episode for that season was just like oh dude she fucking got it and hell yeah i could totally see gaga portraying a version of harley quinn 
for Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. And I don't think the mu- you know the musical kind of took me aback as well to, uh, a, a bit, but I don't think it's too crazy because if you have two people who are just psychotically just mentally unstable and don't understand what's going on what if the music or the musical is just the music in their head happening but nobody else hears it mm, okay like you know what i mean because i mean like even even arthur had that moment in the in the restroom in the um in the subway after he killed everybody that first time and then he just like danced to the music in his own head for like a couple of minutes That's so true. i feel like it's one of those things where it's like don't see it as like the greatest showman musical <laughs> but in me but almost kind of like a la la land musical where everybody's singing but it's not really happening they're just going along with like what's going on you know in normal day-to-day life but there's music in their head of how it should be happening i guess in a way ernesto your thoughts on it so <clears throat> i agree 100 percent. i actually i was in the same vein but i think it's gonna be I, if I had to think of a music style, and it's actually because I still haven't seen La La Land, but <laughs> <laughs> um, similar to like a Star is Born, like a very <laughs> sad, a very sad story. I mean, the, a Star is Born in, in general is sad. So, That's true. And it's about these two people in this relationship that shouldn't be happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if we're going to spend a lot of time maybe developing that that relationship. I know a lot of people's criticisms with the suicide or Suicide Squad is that you know we didn't see a lot of like build up between Jared Leto and Margot Robbie as the Joker and Harley Quinn, so they were kind of already there. So I wonder since technically Joker was an origin story of sorts. Now we have Lady Gaga introduced into the mix as Harley Quinn. Maybe we can see how they connected and maybe through that. It's a musical, and as as in the same vein of what you were saying, I was very taken aback when I read that it was going to be a musical. But I will also say that that news makes me like so I'm like I so I wasn't the biggest fan of Joker. I thought the movie was fine. Um, it I I, 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 I sorry I I wasn't a I wasn't the biggest fan of it. But his performance was was amazing. Um, ask, was it because you were expecting like Joker Joker? No, no. I I think it was just like like a little too heavy. I I think it was maybe a little bit too heavy. Maybe it was just like, you know, it was kind of slow. I didn't really get much out of it as far as like, uh, I wouldn't say enjoyment because that's what I'm I'm looking for. But like just something out of it, like more than just something, maybe something to surprise me. And I thought it was just okay. Um, But the fact that Lady Gaga's involved piqued my interest and then compiled with the news that, uh, she is this this potentially might be a musical i'm like now you have my attention like so maybe the spark that i was looking for in the first joker movie it because it's a musical and because now you're adding harley quinn now i'm on board with whatever you have in mind and i do agree that play off of now exactly Mm -hmm. and and now that um uh, Lady Gaga's in the conversation and her going off for her performance from American Horror Story, I think we can see some really good stuff here. Yeah. And you know what? And I, I, I'll, Because I mean this in the most like respectful way possible, too, whenever... Because I, I saw the film and I, I, I really... I hate to say love because it was so... It, it was such a heavy film mm-hmm. that it... Like, I've 
tried to rewatch it a few times where I'm like, nah, bro, like this is too heavy. But I, I, yeah. I really did enjoy it. But it, it comes from such a respect that I can't rewatch it because it's just like so cringe and so kind of like heavy with mental, like, you know, instability and everything else that I was like, that makes it so great. But it's just hard to rewatch <laughs> because it's that it's that heavy. Uh, I, I'm with you. It, it's 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 not one that I have rewatched since I saw it in the theater. I was like, I feel like one's good enough for me now with the sequel in the works. When right before that one comes out, I'll probably watch the Joker movie again. But I don't have any plans on doing so anytime soon. And even after the sequel comes out, I don't have any plans to rewatch it again. Uh, because you're right, it's it's such a heavy movie. It's not one of those movies like you know what I want to watch and sit down right now. Joker. That was a good feel good movie for me. Like typically when you do rewatches, you want to be like entertained or laugh or. Um, you know, just get transported to another world. And Joker's not one of those movies I can say, like, I'm just going to sit down with, a, you know, just having some good vibes and let's watch the Joker. Um, let's watch the Joker. Yeah. But you know what? It brings me to, you know, I was just thinking about this, too. If you think about Birds of Prey, there's that moment where Harley's being interrogated and they beat the crap out of her. And then she ends up going into this, like, mindset of Marilyn Monroe. And she just does mm. that whole musical number of Marilyn Monroe. And then wake back up. So there's that possibility of where you might have those. That's how the musical might happen, where it's not going to be like high school musical. Let's all talk about we're all in this together every two minutes. <laughs> but but like maybe there's going to be like four songs in this like, you know, two hour film that makes yeah. it, quote unquote, a musical. Right. Right. That's a good point. Um, but needless to say, this has definitely gotten a lot of, uh, you know, attention over the last couple of days on these recent news. And so. For me personally, I'm interested now. You like, I want to see a trailer. I want to see costumes. I want to, I want to see what this movie has to offer now. And for a sequel that I wasn't really in, excited about when it was announced. Yeah, it because the film itself doesn't need like it doesn't need a sequel. So that's the thing. There, there's going to be a lot riding on this one because the second could almost it would almost diminish the first one, you know, because then it's watered and then it waters it down a little bit. You're right, and I think that now the you know since Lady Gaga is also associated with the Oscars as far as like getting nominated and stuff like that, I think she's a good choice to kind of go toe to toe with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Um, but anyway, moving on from DC, um, a lot of Ghostbusters news that happened this week in celebration of Ghostbusters Day on June 8th. Writer director Jason Reitman took to the stage at Ecto Fest a Ghostbusters fan fest to make some big announcements about the future of the Ghostbusters franchise. First, he announced that a Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel is officially in the works codenamed Firehouse. Reitman described the film as the next chapter in the Spangler family story. The last time we saw Ecto-1, it was driving back into Manhattan, the home of Ghostbusters. That's where our story begins. Um... Reitman also announced a, that a new animated Ghostbuster film is in development with all new characters and a whole new take. Uh, lastly, it was announced that Netflix and, and, and in partnership with Sony Pictures Animation will be, uh, will be, uh, sorry, I just lost my place here, will be making a brand new Ghostbusters animated series. Jason Reitman and Gil Keaton of Ghostbusters Corp. Incorporated uh, will serve executive producers. The new series will navigate an unexpected and unexplored 
era of the Ghostbusters canon. Should the project get a series order, this would be the third animated Ghostbusters show in franchise's history. Previously, you had the real Ghostbusters that aired 140 episodes from 1986 to 1991, and Extreme Ghostbusters that aired 40 episodes in 1997. Ernesto, a lot of Ghostbusters news I just described. Are you excited for any of it, none of it, all of it? Oh, I'm, <clears throat> I mean, I'm here for all of it. I mean, because I, I thought the movie was great. Like, it definitely... The movie ended opening up the universe, like mm-hmm. to tell to tell more stories, and it didn't seem like like we're oversaturating. Now, this is a lot of different content, it's, but I think the fact that it's all different and it's all it's all gonna cater to different audiences. But I mean, I used to love the animated show when I was a kid. I used to watch both of them, the real Ghostbusters and the Extreme Ghostbusters. Yeah, I, 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 obviously this was before my time. I don't think I've seen any of these Ghostbusters. Um, but I will say that I think, and as you, was sa- as you said, the ending of Ghostbusters Afterlife definitely regenerated the franchise to do something more. I was a little bit disappointed when I heard that we were continuing the Spangler storyline. You know, we're continuing that story. I, I think from Ghostbusters Afterlife that we finish that story in my opinion and i i think where we ended where winston was like trying to maybe get a new group of ghostbusters i think that's where we should have started and kind of leave that story behind as like a one-off but i'm fine with them continuing i'm not sure if you feel the same way ernesto um about that how much more do you want here here's the here's the question when is it going to become a point of oversaturation it's like all right as far as we've explored the ghostbusters like yeah how much more can we explore so you're saying that you want to continue the, with those group of kids? Yeah, I'm okay. okay. Give them, give them their three movies, but see, but we don't, we don't need to continue on anymore. Like, what are, you're gonna have a neg- another group of kids, and then it's just gonna become an, an oversaturation. I, I, I'm fine with more Ghostbusters. I think I don't, I just didn't think that those kids were like that the good? one. I, well, no, I think they're fine, but. I didn't think those were our new Ghostbusters. I know they were in the movie, but I thought we were going to in search for maybe some other ones. Because they're kids. They're not going to be running around in a car and hunting ghosts like that. Oh, it's going to be... Look at them. Everybody's following the new model. Oh, you want to you wanna build a franchise? They're like the Stranger Thing kids. Yeah, they actually got one of them, so... <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. But it's that same kind of formula. That's what, that's what they're all doing. You want to make them last for a little bit? Get them young. And then yeah. just build the story as they grow up. Yeah, I, I just I just think we could have had a better starting point. Hopefully they're not like they said they're continuing their story. So um, I, I feel like that's also the tread lightly because um, they used Egon a lot in that story. We need and no it, Egon, no more. That was it. I know. I agree with you. Like you you gave him and that story its moment. Let's not let's not like oversaturate it like you were saying. You said goodbye. Like, to him. We, we actually in the movie we literally said goodbye to him. <laughs> I yes, yes, and he did it in a nice way. Now let's continue with that. Um but I am I, I am excited that, you know, Jason Reitman is for a person in the past who did not want any involvement with Ghostbusters, he seems pretty involved now into this. I'm not sure if it's because he worked with that mo- with with that project with his father now his father has passed away and now he feels like I you know with this movie we can this was like a passing of the torch and now I have this obligation to continue these stories and I think having an animated movie and an upcoming Netflix series I think those are great ways to continue the franchise as well as the live action movie 
I mean, I'm just talking. Out, I'm just talking out of my ass. But let's just say, like, he has all his dad's notes of everything that every idea he's ever had that he wanted to contribute to the franchise, and he just never got around to doing it. And like, you know, what if he feels like a some sort of like sense of purpose to like get it out there to like honor his father? Yeah, I mean, so we could be. I, would I mean, buy he, it. so he's gonna be so. It's almost like he's coming into it with like all his heart and soul. So you know, yeah, maybe yeah. it's so maybe it'll be really good content. And I, I respect that because you know, like the thing, like what you just said, Ernesto. The first thing that comes to mind is Lucy um, Arnez, like Lucy Lucille Ball and yes. um, Desi Arnez's daughter, because that that whole um, movie that they just did, Meet the Ricardos, or um, so, being the Ricardos, being, being the, Ricardo. the Ricardos, so good. Um, a lot of that came from the book and the memoir that Lucy herself like wrote. And when they were cleaning up like the house after she died, like her daughter found this tight entire completed, you know, um, novel that her mother wrote and it was just there ready to go. And she was like, I feel like I have, you know, a duty to put it out there and let everybody know like what my mother did, you know, for the studios and what, you know, my father did and how they, the two of them changed all of these things. So a lot of that came from that, you know, that memoir that she had made. So yeah, I mean like if, yeah, if he has all his notes and has all those things, you know, in the back burner, ready to go, then go for it. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, and in reality, I mean, I think we have to kind of take our mindsets out of it in the sense of like, yes, we have a connection to these films like superheroes and ghostbusters and all these things that we grew up on. And we want to share it with so many more people going forward that it's going to have to change at some point or there's going to mm-hmm. have to be a continuation that we're not going to like because, you know, we're, we're creatures, you know, we're creatures of habit. We like what we like because we saw it in the beginning. And but I mean, to be fair, then there's those moments where it's like that was complete shit. <laughs> you should yeah. have just left it alone. But I mean, if, if you're going to do it right, then go for it. I mean, like, why not put it on Netflix or put it on, you know, whatever original, you know, platform. And I, and I, and you said it you nail on the head if they do it right. Yeah. yeah. Like don't just do it for the sake of doing it. Um like just because it's an easy money grab and technically there's only four, you know, there's three Ghostbusters movies and then you have the all female version and a lot of people try to forget those but you know what it wasn't that bad. No. So you know, like That was a fun one. I liked it. It was a fun movie. Yeah. I totally yeah. agree with that. So like in total you have four Ghostbusters movie and the two TV shows and that's all the franchise is for right now. So I think yeah. right now they're looking to be like, you know what? I think we can try to milk this out a little bit and as long as they do it right, I'm okay with it. Yeah. 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 Uh, moving on from Ghostbusters, um, Marvel Studios has been quietly working on a Thunderbolts movie while no... I Well, (laughs) I mean, if if you've been... Honestly, if you've been watching all the Disney Plus shows, you've been kind of noticing that they've been laying down the ground... Yes, laying down the groundwork for that. Uh, While no cast uh, has been announced, Black Widow writer Eric Pearson uh, and Paper Towns director Jake... Uh, Schaefer, Schreier. Schreier, thank you, um, have both signed on to the film. Not much is known about the plot other than it revolves around a group of villains who are sent on missions commissioned by the government. That sounds familiar. Esteban, yep. you should know all about that. Um, 
Suicide Squad again? No, no, we're talking about Thunderbolts. <laughs> um, an, Suicide Squad. <laughs> there you go. Uh, another element that remains vague is which characters will be part of the team. It's speculated that Baron Zemo, yep. uh, Yelena Bellanova, Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp, Taskmaster, U.S. Agent, The Abomination, and The Winter Soldier could all be joining the team. And, and it, it's unfortunate because the actor who played General Ross is, has now passed away. So, like, obviously he would have been a big part of that. But maybe now they might give a pivot and the um, the cameo that came into um, uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. What's her name? She was from uh, Seinfeld. And now she's part of this. Oh, this Delane, What's her face? Um Julie, Julia Leah Dreyfus. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's uh, supposed to be like the she's like the person who she's like the Nick Fury of the Thunderbolts. She's yes, to, yeah. she's assembling the team. <laughs> so I feel like that she'll be obviously leading the charge, whereas General Ross, uh, General Ross, was, did it in the comics. Um, but yeah, you're, Ernesto, we'll Ernesto, start with you. What your thoughts on uh, on Thunderbolts? Well, I mean, they say it's been quiet, but I guess like for me, I was like, oh yeah, just. Seems like the natural progression. Like they've already given us, <laughs> they've slowly but surely given already backdoor piloted all these characters in the canon already. Where like they don't have to spend a lot of time setting them up. True. So I mean, I'm here for it. I mean, as long as they give us a good story, just don't give us no cookie cutter shit. This is gonna have to be a darker tone, like very kind of yeah. similar to Suicide Squad. Do you think that this would be better? Uh, it says movie, but do you think this would be better as a series? No, because it seems like enough for just one mission, one clear, concise story, and then we can they can pop up here and there of wherever they're gonna wherever they're gonna branch off to next. Yeah. You know, almost kind like of like the way that John Cena got Peacemaker. Yeah. Yeah, and but in this case, these other characters have already been introduced in other movies as villains. So now, like yeah. I feel like these are the characters that had a little bit of a turn of turn of heart. Because, like, Baron Zemo was, you know, obviously the villain in Civil War, but now everyone likes him at the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier, especially with those dance moves on the floor. You know, you remember <laughs> that meme. That was great. Um, obviously, Elena is, uh, like, obviously coming up with the next Black Widow. U.S. Agent is kind of on the line. We'll see what they do with Abomination, with She-Hulk coming out in the fall. Um, and we haven't really seen much of Ghost and Taskmaster since their respective movies. So, I- I'm down for this. Um, I I think... This is a different kind of story that we've gotten from Marvel, and so that's what I'm more excited for. This is a little bit different. We're not following a group of superheroes, or we're not giving one superhero their own movie. We're basically doing the Suicide Squad. It seems to be what Marvel wants to do, because look at what they gave us for Doctor Strange. It was very much like a PG-13 horror movie. Mm Mm-hmm. An hour and a half for for that too, and that's I think that's what kind of deterred me from wanting to go instantly night of for Doctor Strange and Multiverse mm. of Madness. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Everybody's gonna be in it. It's gonna pop up all these crazy people. And it was like an hour and a half long. I was like, the fuck? How do you even do that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. I don't need. But you know, I don't need every Marvel movie to be two and a half hours. Yeah. Like if you don't have a lot. Just keep it tight, keep it concise, get me in and out. (laughs) Yeah, we don't need filler. Yeah, like we recently watched Black Widow, and I wasn't like, it's not my favorite, and it wasn't, you know, I didn't really care for it too much. I I love Florence Pugh in it, um, but it felt very, I mean, her background, even like in the Avengers movies, it was very like Black Swan, kind of like dark, 
and it felt like it just became this really light and fluffy movie where it was like, okay, at the end we're gonna be a family, and <laughs> you know, there's no happy ending. Like, there's she's dead. We know she's dead. <laughs> like, right. there's no happy ending. Don't sugarcoat uh, this. Yeah, like so I was like, I think the oh. movie's just mis. I think that movie is just misplaced. Yeah, I, I think so too. Yes, it, actually, funny story just on the side because we were watching it and. We were, I was watching it with Lucy, and I was like, "I wonder when this happens. Was this before or after Civil War?" And she's like, "I don't know. You're the you're the expert." So I was like, "All right." And then the movie goes through, and she like closes her cell phone or something, and she goes, "This doesn't look like the Civil War." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Um, no, she got it. She got it. She got no, it. She's, she's, she'll, she'll pick it up." <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, they mentioned like Tony Stark or something, and she's like, "Oh, is that what you meant about Civil War?" I was like, okay, you didn't have it. <laughs> you, know, like, you, you, you thought this was the real Civil War? <laughs> you, th- you thought Black Widow was in the Civil War. She's not Wonder Woman. <laughs> would have been a better, it would have been a better movie if she was Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Marvel Thunderbolts coming soon. Um, there's that. Uh, moving on to some, I think this is very exciting news. Uh, Justin Lin's hi, Justin Lin's hiatus didn't last long after his unexpected departure from Fast X. We talked about it a few episodes ago that he left over. He left the family. He's like, no more. Vin Diesel was like, I want this to be my story. And (laughs) and Vin Diesel was like, no, sorry. Uh, Justin Lin was like, no, I'm out. I've done this shit for five movies now. I don't need no more, no more family. I'm done with the fucking family. Peace. I'm out of here. Fucking divorce space. Yeah. (laughs) We went to what? What else do you want me to do? Damn it! I took you to space. I'm done with you. We couldn't get Transformers. Okay. (laughs) I know. I was gonna say, you know how we've always joked about like Fast and Furious 27, you know, Transformers. I was like, did you see that recent news where that like Universal would love to do a Jurassic Park? Um, crossover with <laughs> with Fast and Furious. I was Fucking like, love are it. You fu-? I was like, yeah. Like part of me is like, yeah, I would love that, and the other part of me is like, these dinosaurs ain't nothing. Not Like what is like what is that gonna be? Come, like, come on, man. Did you see Dominion? I'm sorry, we're, we're jumping ahead. Uh, <laughs> we're jumping ahead. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he could have benefited. <laughs> maybe he could have benefited from fast. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, what we're talking about? That's right. Uh, Justin Lin is now directing a live-action adaptation of the popular manga to anime series One Man Punch for Sony no, Pictures. Wow, I, you're right. I read that. I it's a, so much confidence. Like wow, punch with the man. man. <laughs> what man punch? <laughs> Is this your job? <laughs> Reading's hard, damn it. It's like the one man uh, who punches. <laughs> anyway, he's directing One Punch Man for Sony Pictures. One Punch Man is about a superhero who can defeat any opponent with a single punch, but seeks to find a worthy opponent after growing bored by the lack of challenge due to his overwhelming strength. Scott Rosenberg and Jeff Pinkter. Uh, Pinker, uh, the writing team behind Venom, Jumanji, uh, Welcome to the Jungle, and Jumanji the Next Level, will write the new movie. I'm not too thrilled about the writing team, but I am excited about Justin Lin directing this movie. Ernesto, your thoughts? Um, I'm actually really excited because I don't know if you remember, but I've actually watched this anime. Mm-hmm. I watched the, They have a bunch of episodes available on Hulu, and I watched all of them. And I actually really, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. It kind of has like a... It, it definitely kind of what you talked about. It plays on that, you know, 
not having enough challenge, so just being bored with life because he can literally destroy. And they, and they show like these huge, crazy monsters that have that do this massive destruction to the city, and it's just like he just go, he just blasts through them one by one. Jesus. So, do you think that Ju- Fast and Furious director Justin Lin can handle a project like this? Yeah. You, you think he's a good man for the job? Yeah, yeah, because it's just it's gonna be that crazy action. Yeah, and and I think I think because the very little that I know about well, One Punch Man, um, that he it seems very action packed, and so I feel like Justin Lin knows and knows nothing else. It's crazy action, so he can definitely do that. Um, but the writing team. The team behind Venom, that one concerns me. Uh, Jumanji 1 and 2, I like those movies, so yeah. I think you get a pass there. So I think if we can get the action level of of what Justin Lin has brought to the Fast and Furious franchise and the adventure level of what the writing team brought in, I think we can have a good movie around it. Yep. Now we just got to wait. Now it's just a matter of who the casting you know? Oh, right. That's right. Uh, hopefully, I know a lot of people are against the whitewashing, so hopefully they won't do that. Very true. Uh, well, especially well, nowadays. Yeah. That's, there, there, there's no way. There's, there's no, no way reason. I, honestly, there's no reason. Like, right. Okay. So it's, it's like, yes, yeah, because this kind of goes back to like what was in the news recently with like Tom Hanks talking about one of his past, you know, films where he's like, could I do that today? Like, no, you know, I, I couldn't play a gay man and all this other stuff. I was like, actually, no, like, I feel like straight people could play gay characters if the whole writing team was like, you know, of LGBTQI plus, you know, uh, of the, uh, of that, you know, um, community. Community, and, then, right. and you were able to like do that and then you had somebody else portray it. But then there's a, then there's a difference in when it comes to like ethnicity and being like, hey, Emma Stone's going to be Asian. I'm like, no, you can't, <laughs> no, you can't do that. Um, so I think, yeah, I think, and, and you know, and we've talked about it multiple times. I've talked about it with y'all multiple times, and Ernesto, I've talked about it with you. And you know, representation matters. And you know, uh, my and my go-to constantly has been in the last two years or last year has been in the Heights because that film was so beautiful yes. as Latinos because we weren't portrayed as you know the the rapists or you know the drug dealers or you know all these you know all these things and it was just living our lives and doing what we want with an entire latino cast afro latinos you know the latinos that look like me who are real pale and everything in between he got he got shit on you know he got shit on for that they for not having enough afro latinos i was like are you are you serious what more do you want You, you see the size of our families, like you can barely fit our families in our house. Like, much less like, you know more people in a fucking like the movie. Whole, like the whole cast is Latin, yeah, but they're not Afro Latin. There's not, <laughs> there's not an even mix. It's like you know what, you just can't fucking win. You, we're all human beings. Yeah, like it's weird. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and, but it makes sense, and you know, it's like, like I would have been really upset. Like I'm really excited for the Blue Beetle movie that's gonna be coming up soon. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's Latino. That that's a Latino family. Like the cast is Latino, and I would have been pissed off if they would have been putting like fucking Ryan Gosling in. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <man>. true. <laughs> and be like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. But but yeah, and so but and any thoughts on One Punch Man before we move on, Esteban? I'm not sure if you've seen the series. I, or... I've never seen the series. I've seen you know like memes, and I've seen like some of the clips of it. So I I I, I kind of need to go in. You said it's on YouTube, Ernesto? Uh, no, Hulu. Oh, Hulu. Hulu. Okay. Yeah, Hulu. 
Um, so yeah, so that movie's in the works, live action. So hopefully it will be good and to meet all of the fans' expectations. Um, and last bit of news: Netflix has announced it's developing a new Squid Game reality series called Squid Game: The Challenge. The show will be ten episodes and will feature 460 contestants play a series of challenges inspired by the original show, as well as surprising new additions, hopefully not murder, um, encouraging players to (laughs) form a... (laughs) Murder! (laughs) 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 Encouraging players to form alliances and deploy unique strategies in order to win. Listen, I've known him for two fucking weeks. He wouldn't fucking do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're almost uh, done. The grand, <laughs> the grand prize is a hefty four point five six million dollars. One of the largest uh, uh, cash prizes in game show history. The Squid Game Challenge is currently recruiting players, and if you're interested, you can go to SquidGameCasting.com. I think I'd die really quickly. <laughs> Especially that red light, green light. Yeah, he's like, I'm not getting any further than that, folks. <laughs> I mean, we knew it was coming. I felt like we all knew it was coming because that that's the, the game show is what was the most... There was a, Actually, there was a good story behind it, too. But most importantly, the most invigorating part of that show was the damn game show. So yeah. It, was, I, it, it only makes sense that for them to... Obviously, they're not going to be killing people in the ways that they did there i mean i, I hope know. not <laughs> but, think yeah. about, but think about tug of war instead of you know falling down into a flat surface to your death you fall into like a pool or you fall Kinda into like a like wipeout a, show yeah like yeah. exactly exactly like that so like something like that like maybe red light green light instead of you know getting blasted <laughs> you get hit with like a paintball gun or something <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe something that doesn't kill you, but something that really hurts. <laughs> it just, just hurts a little bit, you yeah. know. Something that we, something oh. you have to sign a contract for. It. Like you don't, you're not gonna walk. You might be limping away, but you're yeah. not, <laughs> I don't want to kill you, but I want to injure you. Just quite. maybe maim you, just a little yeah. bit. Just, just rough you up. Bit. Just just scuff you up, just a little bit. Just <laughs> something where you have to think about. Maybe you have to go to the doctor for. But yeah. you don't really have to go to the doctor for. You're not sure uh, if you want to con- continue, like some fear yeah. factor type shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to eat this Madagascar hissing cockroach? No, I would not. Well, I mean, Ernesto like, might. But... You want to eat this horse dick? Like, no. Why would I go? <laughs> I'll give you $2 million. All right, well. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's fine. the same kind of shit. That's the kind of yeah. nasty shit that they would do on Fear Factor. They... That's very true. So um, it's funny. Be... Fear Factor at Universal. Yes. And... You did Fear Factor Universal? and Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Why you got to tell that story, Seth? <laughs> Because you said Fear Factor, I thought we were bringing it up. <laughs> yes. yes, I didn't get to do. I didn't get to do the um, any of the fun stuff. I only, oh. The only thing that was available was the gross shit. <laughs> the gross, oh. like literally, we're in we're we're in the audience watching him, and they're like, "Would you like to eat these worms and cockroaches in a smoothie?" I was like, "No, he would not." <laughs> like, I'll do it. I'm like, ah, uh, ah. Uh, well, no. Did you win anything? What'd you win? Hey, hey, 
I bucked up. See, <laughs> 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 yeah, that's the waiting line. <laughs> Hey, who was not complaining when we got to the front? You got in your teeth. You got in your teeth. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry, were you somebody, complaining? Somebody bought, somebody bought me a beer after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sorry, were, were any of y'all complaining when we got in the front of the line for the Hulk? No, so shut the fuck up, all right? Yeah. That was for you. It was only a five-minute wait. <laughs> I still did it. I, still, I did it for you. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, I think the idea that this show exists is 100% negates what the entire show is about. Because, like, there's, like, they're basically, Squid Game is, I mean, we all have seen the show, but they're preying on people that are, are down and out and they need money and they need a second chance. And now they're going to go on the show to get money. Exactly. And so, and, then we're all, is, and everybody's fucking excited for it. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, that was the premise of the show. And now we're basically doing that. And not only that, we have, oh, there's an open casting call. You can come in. It's like, are you poor and want money? Come on the show. But then it's like $4 million? Right. It's like, yeah, who the fuck, who do you think is putting up that $4.56 million? Plus the cost to run the operation of the game. Like, exactly. People, people die. Are they gonna be? No, are they gonna have the weird people in the in the mass up there watching them? That's you see. I want to know how far we're going into yeah, how, it. You know, how deep are we going into Squid Game? <laughs> right. Yes. Like we're going just shy of murder, or like are we just cutting off limbs? Like I gotta know what's going on in this show right now. Ten episodes. I think it needs a little bit more or less. I don't know yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Y'all go on the casting call. Let me know. Like I won't do it with y'all, but I'll go and sit in the audience and be like, "You're doing great, sweetie." <laughs> with the sign up in the air, it just says, "Don't die." Yeah. And what? It's okay, you didn't need that leg. <laughs> and what about what about the mass murder that happens when you go to your bunk at night? Uh, right? Yeah. What are we doing there, man? That's. <laughs> think about that. There's a lot of things. There's a lot we, of things to ponder around this. Are we gonna manipulate the contestants and have them kick the kick themselves out? There's a lot to consider here. See how far into the reality, into the reality show, are they going to go into the reality game show? Like, yeah. you know, it could True. go like, like, are we talking like Love Is Blind, like the Circle type shit? <laughs> I, I think, I mean, so far their their reality track record is pretty good. Um, but more like, too, more like too hot to handle. There's things that need to not have sex for two weeks. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, but anyway, that's coming. Obviously, I'm gonna watch it. I, I'm I'm a sucker for this shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that show was fucked up and had a lot of fucked up themes about the shit that we watch. But all right, when's that next season come out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll uh, I'll watch it. It's it's not. Uh, like, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna watch it. I'm gonna talk yeah. shit about it, but I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna yeah, watch exactly. it. Yeah, I have they, to have, I have to have, I have to have an informed opinion. God, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's but research. Like the new Legends <laughs> of the <laughs> Hidden Temple, except you die. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Did you ever watch that, Esteban, or no? A hundred percent. And I was pissed off that they decided to cancel like the new series that was gonna be for adults. So I was yeah. like, Fuck, wait, wait, would have been fucking cool. Whoa, 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 whoa! That never aired. I think it aired. No, no, no. They, they. They they made like a mo- like a new updated movie and then they they were casting and they were gonna they were producing a new um like competition show but for adults. No, they so, did. Yeah, they aired in Orlando. Yeah, they, they aired it. They aired it. I saw something that said they canceled it. Oh uh, well, might I mean, have gotten canceled. Maybe only get, maybe only got like one season and then it canceled. So I was like, Let's that's see. fucking awesome. Like, I mean, that's your fucking childhood. Like, if you ever come back and said like we're gonna play like any of those like Double Dare, I'd be like, fuck yes, let's go. Oh yeah, no, yeah, you're right. It got so it, it one had season, one season, yeah, and then it got canceled. Yep, 
Yeah, well, I guess it didn't do well. <laughs> well I mean, and, and, that, and that's hard to say, though. Like, I mean, like, if you think about it in this day and age, like, it's, we were talking about this the other day where it's like, why does nostalgia and why are we, like, so, like, our generation so, like, connected together? It's like, because we experienced all of it together. We only had so many channels that all of True. us had. We didn't have cell phones. And now it's like, I don't want to watch any of that bullshit. I'm going to watch what I want to watch on my Tubi or on my, you know, Hulu or whatever else True. that nobody's ever heard of. Because there's just so much content that to play. So it's like, oh, it was a flop. It's like, was it a flop? Or was it just that nobody watched it because nobody was into it right then and there or something? like? I don't right. Know. And it's it, but, hard. But you make a good point because at the same time, it's like, well, that aired on CW. Uh, what um, if it was on Netflix? What if it was on... Yeah. What if it was on a streaming service where it might have been more accessible for people who maybe didn't have... Uh, was the, it was originally Nickelodeon, so that would be like what, like Paramount, right? Yeah, it would have been Paramount, exactly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, a new Squid Game reality series is coming soon. So if you're into that, then that's probably by next year will be available to stream, and we're all going to be there watching it because why not? Um, but anyway, that's all the news we have for you guys this week. As always, you can find us on our social media channels for all the latest and breaking news on Instagram at box office underscore bingers and on Facebook at box office bingers. Uh, so now we're going to move over to a fun segment we like to call "What You're Watching." Esteban, we'll start with you. What have you been watching? Uh, a lot, because I took like a week and a half off in between jobs. <laughs> so, oh, Jesus. So I watched Candy on Hulu. Oh, I was interested Jessica, in that one. Have, have you not watched it? Not yet. Mm, that no. bitch is crazy. And <laughs> you find out about what who she is in real life and like everything that's happened with it, you're like, what the fuck? But Jessica Biel's story, killing right? it right now. Yeah, true story. Did you watch The Sinner with Jessica Biel, the first mm-hmm. season? Also no. amazing. She's fucking killing it, and she's executive producing like the other seasons of The Sinner. She executive produced this one. Justin Timberlake is in this season, um, in this um, show, Candy. Um, it it was it was so good. I highly recommend it. I think it's like five episodes, five or six episodes. It's not five. It's, oh, that's yeah, short. Five, but what is yeah, it about? It, so it's it, it it's they get it off right off the bat. It's about a a woman that kills her best friend, and then you're like oh, trying shit. to figure out why did she kill her, and. Dude, <laughs> like, dude, she's fucking crazy. And it happened here in Texas. And I was like, God damn it. Of course it did. <laughs> um, but yeah, I highly suggest it. Um, if you have some time, watch the first episode um, just to see if you'd be kind of into it. But yeah, like after that first episode, I was like, OK, do the next one. This is awesome. And then by the end of it, you know, we watched all five episodes in a night and we were like, oh, my God, <laughs> fucking crazy. Um, so that one's on Hulu. Um, I've been watching, obviously, The Boys season three. Have y'all watched this? Haven't started it yet. I started it. Ooh. I watched the first two episodes. I watched, I'm sorry, we watched Yes. All, let me tell you. (laughs) I was going to talk about that today. We watched it. We were finishing eating dinner when we started watching it. And as soon as that scene happened, I'm not even going to tell you. I'm going to tell you without telling you, man. Don't don't tell me. I was like. I'm just really glad that we finished eating before we got to this part. <laughs> we, I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know, babe. It was this kind of. I was like, this kind of like walked the line for me. I was like, this, like is, this, this is pretty. It's pretty intense. <laughs> without giving anything away, because it's not really giving anything away. I just, in general, I feel like Hollywood is getting much more comfortable with male frontal nudity, uh, which is good for you. That's great. You know, you know what? <laughs> that is a that is a great way of putting. 
what right. happened. Okay. okay. <laughs> We're going to leave it at that. Matt, you let me know when you, when you My God. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm, I might just wait on it a little bit. I don't know. I'm not, no, I'm you not... should watch it. <laughs> no, because, no, because actually I would think that – I think the season is pretty it's, good. They, they mean, stepped it up. Yeah. They really they really have stepped it up. The story – they're setting up a lot of good story. Um, and, of course, it's just crazy shit happening <laughs> left and right. Like Jesus. The, you know how each season, like the, like the first season, obviously, you, you've seen the first couple seasons, all right, Matt? Yeah, I've seen the first two. Se- I just okay. haven't started the new season. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. So then each season kind of starts off with a pretty like intense, you know, thing. You know, A Train ran through, you know, Huey's girlfriend, and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. And Very they true. just they were like, you know, how do we turn this up to eleven? And they're like, yeah, turn it up to eleven. And they're like, oh shit, we went to a hundred. My bad. <laughs> and that's and where we uh, but yeah, they they've they've really stepped it up. They've really been flowing with the story recently. I'm I'm excited to see Jensen Ackles' character like you know, go forward with it. Um, so that's awesome. But yeah, so I've been watching The Boys season three. Um, that's on Amazon, obviously as well. I've been watching Obi Wan Kenobi on mm. Disney Plus. That I've um, been keeping up with. Oh, Ewan. You and and Hayden, I mean, like, come on! I was like, I'm, I, I've, I've appreciated how it's like going so far. I think there's a couple of moments where it's been a little slow for me, but then for the most part, as soon as it's like, sl- I'm like, eh, it's getting kind of slow. They pick it up with something, and I think one of the things that I really appreciated is they're not like holding off on the Vader stuff. Like, you know how most like shows will be like, all right, we know this is our bread and butter, and we know that this is like what everybody wants, so we're gonna hold it for like the last two episodes. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay, like the, he's been playing a significant part and a significant role. Um, so I, I, I've thoroughly been enjoying um, Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, that's on I, Disney Plus. I, I would say that I am. My expectations for this show was pretty high, and I think the first episode delivered on my expectations. Mm-hmm. And I'll, after that, I've been like slowly like what are we doing here guys <laughs> i don't know about this and yeah. episode three when vader shows up i was like i'm about this but at the same time you're posing a lot of issues to the original trilogy and the canon and like yeah. like there was a special little surprise in the first episode that i'm not going to spoil here yeah. uh and so when that character popped up i'm like oh that's that's cute and like, oh, we're yeah. still, oh, you're still here. Oh, you're you're in the next, you're in this whole season. Oh, and I was okay. like, oh, okay. Yeah. So this doesn't really make much sense when we get to a new hope. So, yeah. so we're we're, ha- we're we're drawing that line there. So I'm really the new episode. We're recording this on a Wednesday. So the new episode just dropped. I hadn't watched it yet, but okay. I, I'm. I'm just. <laughs> we'll go watch it after. <laughs> not 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 now. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Um, but I, I'm just curious how we're going. And, and I feel like, again, with all of these Marvel and Star Wars shows, um, six episodes, it's too short. I feel like by the time we get to episode three and we're halfway there, I'm like, what, what, what are we, what story can you wrap up or tell within the three episodes that we have left? Mm-hmm. I feel like the, the, the short run times, I had the same issues with Hawkeye and Moon Knight, and I enjoyed both of those shows, but at the time of watching, I'm like, you got one episode left to wrap yeah. a lot of this shit up. And you're telling me you're going to do that in 45 minutes? I mean, they show me that they can, but I think we can explore these characters just a little did, bit more. Did they, though, with Moon Knight? Because I, I love, don't get me wrong, I loved Moon Knight, but I felt the same way. I felt like, I was like, you could have gone two more episodes and it would have been a solid, you know, right. 
like you know a solid eight episode for Moon Knight, and that was great. I did appreciate, and I'm excited the fact that Disney Plus changed it from series finale to season finale, so which kind of mm-hmm. gives that hope to be like, all right, we're gonna go somewhere else with it. Because Oscar Isaac, I mean, dude, fucking yeah, for Oscar Isaac, yo, because I mean, yeah, he's being great. able to switch into like those like different characters like on a whim on screen. I was like, okay, you're yeah, I like it. <laughs> you're good but, but i but, but i agree, agree. <clears throat> go, ahead. go ahead no i i was gonna say that yeah obi-wan is like i'm enjoying what i'm watching but like episode two and four for me just didn't hit it it was like it's like we could be again we only have six episodes and i feel like those two so far four two and four have been like filler i'm like we don't have time for filler man yeah. we gotta we gotta get to the story here because we're taking a we're, we're using a lot of time and we're not doing much time we're not doing much with it yeah and i think that's you know i think that's where a lot of these shows need to find that balance because like i said we don't need the 20 something episode seasons anymore because i don't want mm-hmm. the fluff i don't want to know what they do on halloween and christmas i don't give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't care um give me eight to you know 10 maybe 13 episodes and give me a solid story throughout the entire thing and we're good and we know it can be done i mean hbo does it very well like hbo mm-hmm. can be like this is only a six episode series you're like no and then you watch it and by episode you know four you're like oh my god that's it. It's done. And you're like, oh, there's yeah. two more episodes. What do I do now? So then is yeah. the problem, is it is is their problem their pacing? Whereas they they kind of, they go a lot of slow setup and then like the last two episodes is just balls to the wall. Well, well not, I mean, a little bit with Obi-Wan. I feel like Obi-Wan has that slow and then it like picks up really quickly and then it like slows down again. And then it so like almost really like hills, like, like hills and valleys. Yeah, like. yeah it, peaks and valleys. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, but if, it, it, but, it, but with Obi-Wan it feels kind of very like all right, we're in it. We're having like these moments, and then it's like, okay, cool, and then it's like, boom, this is what's happening. You're like, yes, we're in it, and then it's like, okay, actually, we're back down, and you're like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> so, well. like, it, it's it's a weird pacing because you're like, you're like, oh, we're in it, we're in it, and it, and it kind of goes for like what we're gonna be talking about later about Jurassic World, but I'll get to that later. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, so Obi Wan. <laughs> okay, this is the one I was telling that we watched the other day. So the girls went on a on a week long cruise um, last week. So all the guys came over. We had like Bros Week and stuff. So my buddy Joseph was like, "Let's watch the Tomorrow War." It's this Chris Pratt movie on uh-huh. Amazon. Yeah, we oh, reviewed okay. it. Yeah, we reviewed it. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. reviewed it? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Tell me what you thought about it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> that, I can already tell that you didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I was. It's okay, kind of so, written all over your face there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's my thing. Like, we were just shitting on that movie the entire time, and I felt bad for Joseph because Joseph was like, "Oh, I really like this movie." I was like, "Okay, cool." And we were watching. I was like, "What the fuck is this, bro?" Like, <laughs> great. If you're looking for action and explosions, it's there. If you're looking for a great story that was written. It's not there. Like the writing, <laughs> I just felt was just very flat. Because even when he saw his daughter, he's like, "I'm your daughter. You're my daughter." See, I I actually enjoyed it. The only thing I didn't enjoy, I felt like would have been a, a more impactful ending, is yeah. if is if J.K. Simmons had died. If he had actually sacrificed himself in the end, yeah. I felt like the ending would have hit harder. Would have hit harder for me. Yeah. And also, I feel like J.K. Simmons' character could have came in a little bit earlier because there was so much of that film that towards the end, I was like, A, it was really fucking long, too. And I, it was, I it was there like was two that and a half hours or something like that. Yeah, like, and it was just, I was like, it didn't need all of that. And then it's like, time travel movies can be great because, I mean, The Atom Project on Netflix, I mm. just, I love mm. it. Great I movie. love mm-hmm. that film. And it was done so well. 
but then this one was just it just felt like i don't know like i felt like there was moments where it's like oh like we wanted this heart into the film and like chris would just like look in the film i was like did, did you just do this for a paycheck like i'm sure that's what all of them do but at and the they're same making time, another, I was like, know they're making another one are they making yeah, they're i get it i yeah. see why they are I, I mean but it was just i was like i don't get it like what? i was like all right but i will give it you know the explosions the action like it was a gr- it was a fun film but i think the writing on it suffered for me to enjoy it to its fullest as opposed to like if we were talking about the Adam project I'm like bro I loved it from the beginning to the end I thought it yeah. was just great pacing great writing great you know witty comebacks and picked a great kid to you know represent you know Ryan Reynolds as a, as a child had a good so, under I felt like it had a good underlying story about like a father and son relationship yeah we, like, we, we yeah, also heart was that there. one yeah the heart right was yes there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just watched today so tomorrow war is on um, Amazon um, I just watched today Spring Awakening, those you know, on HBO Max. Um, the original cast and band and crew for the original Spring Awakening show on Broadway oh, got back cool. together to do like a benefit concert type thing uh, for the Actors Fund. And they do a whole behind the scenes of like Aaliyah Michelle and Jonathan Groff and everybody and how they got into the show. It was Jonathan Groff's first thing he's ever done. He had never done anything before. They literally, you know, and it was just, it's very emotional. It's very heartfelt. Um, If you've ever listened to the music or know the story of Spring Awakening, I highly suggest watching it. Even if you don't know, watch it. It's it, it was great. I loved it. It was so What's good. your own, so I've never I've never seen it. I've heard I've, I've from you and so many others I've heard about it. Yeah. So what's a good age range to let to watch that show? Is it more of an adult show? No, actually that's the whole premise of the entire show honestly in general is the fact that like this it, it's a society of children it's like in the 1800s where they the, the adults don't tell children about sex and about religion about you know politics about any of these things so these kids have to figure it out for themselves and then society and their parents and the older people are like shunning them and like kicking them out of their religion and their colonies and stuff because you're pregnant and it's like you never told me these things and you know suicide and you know homosexuality mm-hmm. and you know premarital sex and then these moments of like even at the end you know it it's not i mean it's a spoiler but not a spoiler because it's been out for so long but um it's you know having to deal you know with you know suicide and stuff as well too and then it's like the the parents coming to you know these these terms of where you know the the kids are saying if you would have told us about this this wouldn't have happened Mm-hmm. If you would have sat down and said, this is why we do this, or this is why this is wrong, or this is what sex is, or this is what sexuality is, we wouldn't be in these situations. You wouldn't be seeing your kids dying. So then it takes you out of the ch- – and it puts you in both aspects of like, okay, as a child, I, I see where these kids are coming from. And then you come back and you're like, okay, you have to reevaluate like your life aspects of being like – I should be more open. Like I should be more open about things, whether in my own personal relationships and, you know, with my family or with my friends or with my, you know, the people that I love or whoever it is. So it, it, it's a, it's very much an eye opener. So <clears throat> I think you would really enjoy this Ernesto because this is a great introduction to the show. If you've never seen it, because it gives you the whole backstory of the show too. Plus oh, okay. it also gives you, they like the original cast is singing at the same time so then you get like in- interviews but then you also get like a number so then you can kind of see where it comes from because it's hmm. it's these kids you know in whatever you know age of you know going through this time and then it's a rock musical where then all of a sudden these kids who are studying in the you know, 1800s and then they pull out a microphone and sing like a rock ballad so hmm. it's like okay it makes sense and so um 
yeah, it was great. I really enjoyed it. I, I literally just watched that today. Um, and so good. That's on uh, HBO Max. Uh, last night we watched Halftime, J-Lo's new... Um, oh, a documentary. Documentary series. Uh, respect to J-Lo. I think, you know, <laughs> I, I've always been a J-Lo fan. Um, I've never found myself like, me like, oh my God, I gotta go see J-Lo, I gotta go see J-Lo. That changed a few years ago when I saw J-Lo in concert at her residency in Vegas. And I was like, holy shit, like this woman puts on a show and puts work into it. And you mm. see that in this in this um, documentary. So that was really good. That's on Netflix. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Secrets of Dumbledore, I told y'all. I tried to watch that. I didn't finish it. I was like, mm, no. <laughs> um, the Lost City, Sandy B and Channy T. Um, I watched that on Paramount Plus a while back. That was a fun film. I thought it was a good kind of like um, throwback to the kind of films that they made not too long ago. You know, in a few, like about maybe about a decade ago. The whole adventure, you know, love story, rom-com mm. type stuff. It was fun. There was nothing yeah. too serious about it. I, I mean, eh. I, I agree with you. Like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It was fun. It's, it was, it was fine. Like, I, yeah. I had a problem yeah. with the story, and, and, uh, and uh, yeah, eh. it was. I mean, yeah. Sandy Bay eh. got taken. She got taken by, you know, <clears throat> fucking Harry Potter. Like, I mean, how much more, like, <laughs> do you want, right? Like, you know what you're going in for. <laughs> And Channing yeah, Tatum's, like, saving her. And then there's Brad Pitt there. Like, you know, so, I mean, I wasn't... Brad Pitt was the best part about that movie. Oh, easily, it, hands down. Easily, yeah. Um, Let's see what else. Oh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers on um, oh, Disney+. Oh, fuck Plus. yeah. <laughs> that movie was literally made for our generation. That Every yes. single fucking scene is a fucking, you know, Easter egg. There's something in every scene that just references some sort of pop culture or some sort of 90s pop culture that we just loved at the time. So I really yeah, we reviewed that. We reviewed that one a few weeks back. I I call it as one of my favorite movies of the year so far. It is, it's I call it like a love letter to animation. So yes. I yes. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I think that Ugly one was Sonic. great too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugly, <laughs> Ugly Sonic. Oh, <laughs> yeah, too. I love that. Um, and then um, and then also I recently started watching iCarly, the new the new oh, season Paramount of Plus. iCarly on Paramount Plus. Um cute yeah i mean that's a fun one i mean that show was cute to begin with in in nickelodeon and i think they did a good job um that a lot of shows try to do now when they get rebooted it's like we are trying to please our audience that was our audience then and we're just gonna do the same shit and then it doesn't work and i think the cool thing about this show was that they did that exact same thing in the first episode and that was literally like let's just do what we did in the past it worked then and then, like, half of that way through the episode, she's like, well, this shit doesn't work. Everybody grew up. I was like, thank you. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, that's cool. I get it. Um, but the same hilarity um, ensues with, you know, them as friends and their her brother Spencer, who I found out is, like, 40, like, 7. He's almost... Yeah, he, he he's an old man. He don't look like it, but he's an old man. Yeah. Mm. I was like, good for you, man. But, um, yeah, so that's what I've been watching. So some fun stuff right. here and there, you know, everything. All right, Ernesto. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm going to start with my rant. So okay. the other day, me and my family, we went to Animal Kingdom. And, Steph, you already know, I think you already know where I'm going. We went to go see my favorite show on Disney property. I was so excited to go see it. Festival? Oh, yeah, I went to go see Festival. And I was like, oh, hyping it up. The show is not the same. They don't do what do you mean it's not the same? They don't do any of the... Can you feel the love tonight? They don't. The girl doesn't fly in the air anymore. The tumble monkeys are gone, and like I feel, it feels like 
half of the cast is gone. Because even like the final number, when you feel like the entire floor is filled with people, like that's not there. Like it's a very it's a very cut down version of the show. And the fire twirler dropped the baton and kicked oh. it off stage. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, wait a minute! Fucking lead with that, Ernesto. That's yeah. what? <laughs> he was spinning. At first, first when he lit it, like in the number, be prepared. He goes. To, he couldn't light the second one, so I was like, "Oh, look, you know, this thing's happened. He has to do it on." I was telling the kids, like, you know, he's got to do it on the fly. He got it lit, and then he spun it, and then it dropped. And then he went to grab it, and then he kicked it. And then it <gasps> fell off of the platform onto the floor. I mean, oh, he recovered no. it. The show, like, didn't stop. But everybody was like, be prepared. It's like, <laughs> 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 kind of <You're> ironic. Like, <laughs> they're like, be prepared to get to the exit. This place is on fire, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the stage hands are on the side, like... Code red. Oh my god! The truck. <laughs> we got a twenty-three nineteen. <laughs> oh yeah. man! But it, I, just, I don't know. Up. I was just—I was really—I was really let down. I don't know, Matt. Have I, you I seen it recently? This. I do know that they—they—they they, they toned it down for COVID when they brought them yeah. back. Yeah. So I'm—I'm I'm hope I'm hoping that they go back to the, like the original thing. But yeah. Piggybacking what uh, Esteban just said, I I know that we're so Disney's at Disney World right now is at a point where they're like they still haven't come back yet. Like they have the shows and everything, and they just came back with the new Finding Nemo show at Animal Kingdom, uh, like new and improved show. Yeah, they, it was gone for a while, and then it was supposedly going to be like canceled forever. But then they're like, no, it's not canceled. We're just revamping it, and so they just launched that. And like right now, Disney's like, hey, remember the old thing that you liked? Where it's coming back, and it's like we're we're gonna charge you a hundred dollars more to come to the park, but we're gonna offer you like ten times less than what you got, um, and, and and then it's like and then it's like a big deal when it's like, hey, we brought back Finding Nemo, are you excited? I'm like, well, if you were charging no. me fifty bucks less, I would have been excited, but I'm I'm paying more to be here and I'm giving less. So, with all that being said, like some of the things that we were accustomed and like enjoying part of the show i had i saw it about a i don't know uh, a few months ago i had watched festival of the lion king again i did realize like wow this is like a cut down version also i think disney's also cutting costs so some of the things that they hired actors to do they're not doing it some of the things that might have required money to have the show operating they're not doing it and so until they bring those actors or have the funding to either hire more actors or use those same elements again it's going to be a while before we get that show but, that you remember it's hard because like in reality like to, to like agree with ernesto and, and and then with what you just said as well it it was for a long time the number one rated theme park show like across the board like at any theme park because it was, was fucking incredible amazing because it's incredible <laughs> and that should have been like your first like all right this is what we're going to bring back and then instead they're yeah. like this is what we're going to give you how about kites that fly around <laughs> they don't even bear they barely do the kites yeah because it's it kept crashing that's why yeah <laughs> yep it doesn't fucking work. Zazu like, is supposed to be able to fly. He's like, and even like the pre-show, you know how they used to do like even like the pre-show was like a little mini show where everybody would do the yeah. everybody would pick their section. There was like none of that. They're like, get in, sit down. We got another. We got to pump. Up. We got to pump another one of these bad boys out. <laughs> <in an hour." laughs> 
We're doing 17 of these shows today. Sit down. <laughs> Can you feel the love? I don't care about your love. Get the fuck out. <laughs> but they, I mean, it's just like they cut out the best elements of the show. The tumble oh. monkeys. That was the main. That was the main kickoff to the show. And the birds. Yes, and and I'm gonna okay, like obviously I'm I'm not a singer, but it's they're not oh, to the same oh. caliber as they once were. As like they used that, to be. Like that soulful woman at the very oh. end when she said when she's finishing it out, like sure. ooh, I remember getting chills. This lady, she was remember good. Remember we would stand up, sir. We'd be like, we'd be like, sing it, girl. Just yes, circle of life. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> And like it's good, but it's it's just not the same. I was I was really let yeah. down. I'm oh, sorry to upsetting. hear that. That was one of my favorites too. I yeah. know, very upsetting. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I love how we were like, "What did you watch?" And he's like, "Let's talk about Festival of the Lion King." I watched it. Did I not watch it? Yeah, he's, he's not wrong. He watched okay, it. He watched, Did I okay. listen to it? Yeah. No. Okay. I sat my ass down there and I watched that shit. Like I watched him twirl that baton and watch it hit the ground and watch him kick it off the stage. <laughs> he's like, what I watched? I watched a catastrophe. That's what I watched. I was watching that shit like a train wreck. I was like, ooh, get the fucking popcorn. <laughs> It's like, oh, Dad, look at that baton. That ain't supposed to happen. Y'all get up. Let's go. We gotta go. Yeah. We gotta go <laughs> We're trying to <laughs> live. <laughs> Daddy, why are we moving? We're late for a fast pass. I don't know. Go. This is better move. <laughs> um, I don't want to miss the kites. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm watching Moon Knight. We haven't we haven't finished it yet. We have just the finale left because we're watching mm. it. We're watching it together with the mm. kids. Okay. So okay. I gotta wait. We gotta wait to coordinate schedules to make that, <laughs> to coordinate. Make that one happen. But <laughs> I mean, cute. I like it. It's it's kind of you guys already mentioned it before. It's kind of had a slow start, but mm-hmm. it's been pretty good. Uh, yeah. Matt, I burned through season two of Hacks. I don't even oh, know really? why. I don't even know why. That is not my. It is it that show yeah. is not geared towards me. But I yeah. just think Jean Smart is so good. She's so funny. I think her. Um, oh man, what's the other girl's name? Is that the one? Uh, we always Hannah? forget. Yes. Huh? Uh, yeah, Hannah yeah. Hannah Einbinder. 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 Sorry if I. It's, it's one of those. Either way. <laughs> Uh, it was really good, and I love what they're setting up for the third season. They're sending the show in like a really, really great, really great, really great direction. It kind of has Ooh. a feel of like um, Marvelous Miss Maisel. It's focusing a lot more on oh, okay. com- on like building her comedy act now. Okay. What's the premise of it, if you don't mind? So she's like a she's a Vegas comedian, and she mm-hmm. ca- she's trying to revitalize her career. So she hires um, oh, okay. Hannah. But her and this girl are like they're kind of like the same person, but she's like a younger version of her. And it's like, you know, like the the older person and the younger person, they both need each other to grow as to become better people. And she helps her grow as a comedian. The other girl helps her grow as a, as a writer. But like their banter and just the way they play off each other is just really it's hilarious. A lot of yeah. the writing is really, on, really on point. It won. Um, it yeah, won she, an Emmy she... last season. Yeah, she. I mean, I think won, I think she won a lot for Gene Smart. Won a lot for her Emmys. performance. Yeah, her performance in in Hacks, as well as maybe. No, it wouldn't have won Best Comedy. I think that went to Ted Lasso. No, it it won um, Outstanding Lead Actress, um, Outstanding Directing for a Comedy Series, and Outstanding mm. Writing for a Comedy Series. 
Okay, yeah. Right. I, I remember really liking the first season, so I haven't jumped on season two yet, but I, I plan on doing it soon. Yeah, it's it was definitely worth the watch. It was between that one and that other weird one that got canceled. <laughs> made oh, for made love. for love. Yeah. You ever watch that stuff? That's the one with um. That's the one with Ray oh, Romano. What's her face that she like? Oh wait, no, maybe not. Sorry. And the girl has she, a like, chip it's... implanted in her brain. Okay, yes, 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 yes. I watched <clears> a little bit of that one. Um, it's weird. It's pretty. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the first season, and then I started the second season, and I, I watched half of the first episode, and I was like, Yeah, I'm done. I'm not spending any more more time on this. (laughs) HBO has a really good track record for like if it's a one and done season, they're pretty good at that. And then, I mean, I mean, and that's that's kind of with anything. I mean, it's kind of like CW too, right? Season one's like pretty good. Season two, you're like, eh. Season three is like pinnacle. And then after that, you're like, my mom's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you love me? Why are you trying to save the? Bitch, I'm trying to save the world. (laughs) I'm a superhero. This is what I do. (laughs) Sacrifice. I can't have a normal life. (laughs) Um, We finished uh, Stranger Things. I don't know if I mentioned this last week, Matt. No, I I don't think you finished it. You had like a few more episodes to go. Finished Um, it. I love yeah. the way it ended. I love the way I love what they set up. I love how they set it up. I called it maybe like 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 halfway before it happened because they kept focusing on a certain yeah. aspect of this character and and then it took it, it didn't take me. I got close to the end until I started putting that connection together. To me, I picked it up like at what seven episodes. I think I picked it up like episode four. It was really? like I I got it pretty early. I was like how the, so like when the reveal happened, I was like oh yeah no, this is not. I mean I understand we ended on that as a cliffhanger, but I uh, I wasn't like too I wasn't shocked at 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 that particular ending. But for me season four was I I for me okay so I really love season three. I think season three is a very high point for Stranger Things, and I feel like that season four just didn't reach to that level. I understand we're telling a much darker and visually <laughs> uh, horrifying yeah. story, um, but some of the some of the story elements, since technically we're watching four different stories take place at the same time, there were some that I rather watched than others. So when we went to those story, uh, like that their time, I was like, oh well, I, re- I wish we were going back to the other ones because that's a way better story than what this one is. Um, so hopefully in the next two episodes that comes out a few weeks that would change my mind but so far it's good um but season three is just a high bar for me that it, it just doesn't hit there oh, just are they yet. releasing it weekly now? <clears throat> no. no oh no they released the first seven episodes back in uh memorial day weekend um and the last two episodes are being released on july 1st uh so we finished that and then i watched the new adam sandler movie hustle oh how was Netflix. that you know, I turned it on. So I, we were, me and my wife were laying in bed, and I said, "It's like I kind of want to watch something, but uh, like I, I, if I don't find anything, I want to go to bed." So I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna put on the new Adam Sandler movie because I'm either gonna like it or I'm just gonna fall asleep to it." And you know, oddly enough, I loved it. I thought it was really, I thought it was really, really well done. Um. Like Adam Sandler brings that performance that he had in Uncut Gems. It's kind of like it's very yeah. genuine. Um, it, it and especially if you're a basketball fan, where he plays this scout and he finds this um, this player in Spain, and he uses him to try to propel his his career 
about, you know, because he wants to be an assistant coach for the for the 76ers. So it's kind of like their journey of how they hustle together. But, man, it's I really I really enjoyed it. It was a fun, heartwarming movie. <clears throat> Queen Latifah's in it. Uh, the casting's great. Uh, but it, it's it was good. I, I Oddly enough, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, Adam Sandler will surprise you every now and then of like yeah. that he can actually he is a good dramatic actor. I I did like him in Uncut Gems. I didn't think the movie was all that great, but I liked his performance. I know a lot of people go to uh, Punch Drunk Love as one of his more dramatic moments, but I think that he he can when he wants to be. He can be a good dramatic actor, and I heard nothing but great things about Hustle, so I might I might give that one a look this weekend. I I think Matt, I really think that you would enjoy it. Like to me, this was like wow, like a new level of Adam Sandler. Like I I, yeah. I just it it was really good, and it's got a lot of. If you really like basketball, the movie's littered with of like basketball legends throughout the whole movie. Like I know yeah. I picked up a few here and there, but like I don't know all of them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure if you're a basketball fan, you will probably pick up a lot more. Yeah, you would, but I heard you would, they got you would enjoy it a lot more. <laughs> I, I I heard that they got also got like real NBA actors or I'm yeah. sorry NBA players to act in this movie. Yeah, the main lead who plays opposite Adam Sandler, he is he is a basketball player. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to hear that it's good because I was hearing a lot of positive buzz around it, and Adam Sandler can't surprise you. And and if you don't agree, watch Click. That's that's another one oh. that he's. Ugh. Every I, time, I, I love Click. I'll die on that hill. That's a great movie. Oh, so when at the end of the movie, was, that movie, the end of that movie makes me cry every fucking yeah. time. Every gets me every time. <laughs> gets me every time. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's also, good. Uh, also, I watched uh, *Brightburn*. That movie. Uh, oh. For the dark first suit. Time. I had never seen it before. <gasps> Did you? Damn. I really enjoyed it. Damn, that's a dark ass movie. <laughs> it couldn't have, but you know what? I couldn't have seen it and then ending any other way. Yeah. And they they almost gave you they almost gave you a cookie cutter Hollywood ending, but then yeah. they flipped it on you. And yes. just, they're like, nope. Uh, I thought all the kill scenes were were like really really intense, gruesome uh, and brutal, and very gruesome, especially well, the car one. We were just watching his. Not, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Very uh, Stranger glass, Things now. Yes. Oh, that's right. Oh. But you know, I easily could have watched like another thirty minutes of him just yeah. like. <laughs> shit. Like, like I wanted more. I wanted because at the end credits, like you get like a bunch of news stories. Like you could have given me like ten more of those of like what he does. Like if you're not gonna make another one, you should have done like the whole end credit scene. Just like a yeah. mass of of what he does in the very yeah. end, it was basically so like the injustice final league is what it was. It was like yeah, what <laughs> when you have the like what happens when they have all this power and they don't use it for good, right? That was yeah, that one was done so well, dude. I love did and didn't um what's her face um produce it? No, no, no. James, James Gunn produced it. James yeah. Gunn produced. Oh, James Gunn produced it. James Gunn. Okay. Uh. Also, so on Netflix, I'm sorry, on HBO Max, I started that show uh, created by Michaela Cole, I May Destroy You. I don't even remember. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah. It's actually won, it's actually won two Emmys. Um, it's really, really, first of all, it's really intense. It deals with a lot of heavy themes of, of rape and of, like, drugging and, like, this kind of, like, free sex culture. Like, it's... 
it, it plays on a lot of heavy themes. It's each episode's about 30 minutes. I'm about halfway through, but I can only watch. It's one of those like you can only watch like a little bit at a time, just because of how heavy it is. Yeah. But I'm here for it. It's it's really. I heard it was really a very well deep show. It's deep. It's really good. It's re- the cinematography is really good. Her her acting in it is really well done. Um, but yeah. Other than that, I watched The Boys. Uh, kind of we kind of talked about it already that really intense <laughs> opening scene. Um, <laughs> once you see it, and if you've seen it, you already know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a very it's a very <laughs> vivid. It's a very vivid. They paint a very vivid picture. No, oh, well, I can't wait to dive into that. You say that. <laughs> I love well, I love I the choice. Love of, how you use the, dive. Yeah, <laughs> those choice of words specifically. Choice of as words, well. yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, I don't like this guy anymore. You know, after you watch it, text both, text both of us after you watch it. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, that's anything it. else? That's all I got. Oh, that's no, okay. That's all yeah. I got. Um, so I watched a, a, a classic uh, that it's been on my list for a while, um, but uh, The Princess Bride. So I've never watched the movie before. I uh, watched it for okay. the first time. Have, have either one of you seen it? I haven't seen it. <laughs> you you haven't seen it? You have not seen it either? No. Oh, okay. As to, as okay, so now, okay, so I'm very intrigued now. As someone who has never seen it and you watched it recently. Yeah. Like how... It's it's interesting. It's it's yeah. uh it's it's definitely an uh a different can this movie be made today? Absolutely. Um but I think it's funny because this you have this grandpa telling the story of a kid uh and it's reading basically reading the story uh, and then you also have like this uh what's the word? It's not corny. It's not uh it's kind of like uh, what word? What word do you use? Like it almost feels like it's a spoof. It, it's spoofy uh, and campy is what it is. Campy, that's the yeah. word I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, and so some of the campy stuff landed, and yeah. some of it didn't. And so I think um, the 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 line still uh, goes pretty good. Uh, what is it? It's it's uh, my name is um, something Montoya. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I I. No. What, man, I, I well, I'm very new to it. Uh, I'm here to but, kill you, or to revenge see, my father. What's the yeah, whole, what's the whole per, yeah, prepare to die. That's the ending yes. of it. Um, but I think like the beginning was pretty good. It had like a weak middle. Like I think it kind of slowed down in the middle, and then I think it picked up at the end of like kind of wrapping up the story. So I, I enjoyed it. I, uh, I, I mean, I can understand why at the time it was a classic. Um, but like today, I, I don't really see it but it's hard because when you go back and rewatch those old movies and you're like i loved it for this reason you know it, it's hard to see like well these these were your reasons back in the day when you first saw it or maybe you watched yeah. as a kid it's it's always the time and place when you watch these movies to and obviously you have a different opinion on them so it's a generational film like right I mean, exactly it, it also i mean that kind of goes with campy comedies of like you know the 21 jump streets and everything else in that mm-hmm. era because they're generational films because a lot of those jokes are meant for that time that, right you know you go back and watch them now and they'll be like i don't know who the fuck you know bush is i don't know what bush's you know problems were as a president that makes it funny uh you're right yeah you're right um and and so i feel like part of it you might have gotten that a little bit uh like some of the jokes yeah. i still got and some of the it still landed um, but 
yeah, it it was fine. It was fine. It's like I yeah. it's not something that I I didn't love it. I didn't hate it either. I think I got what the jokes were, most of them. Yeah. Um, I understand what type of comedy it was trying to be. Um, so, but it also took itself serious. It it took itself seriously while also not. And so yes. I, I'm fine with that as well. Um, I also saw a movie uh, called uh, Queen Pins that's on Paramount Plus right now. It stars Kristen Bell and um, her other Kirby Babstil. I mispronounced that. Also has uh, Paul Hauser and uh, Vince Vaughn. Uh, but basically, it's a based on a true story of these um, uh, these housewives who find a flaw in the coupon scheme, and basically, oh. it basically they found a way that like if well, I wouldn't say they found a loophole. They 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 found a way that they can found, they found a way to get the coupons for free. Yeah. And then charge people for those coupons that they obtained for free, and then they end up getting like millions of dollars off of it. And then then you have these other two guys who are like investigating the situation. So it's like a it's a comedy, yeah. but I, I think it was well done being a comedy. And Vince Vaughn was great in it as well, and Kristen Bell was good in it. Um, it, it, did, it did fun like telling the events of the story, at least uh, what I believe is true, as well as making it a lighthearted comedy. So I think that works as a comedy. You know, and like those kind of movies are, are funny to me too because it brings up a totally different. I mean, we're not going to talk about it now, but it brings up a whole different subject matter of damn, like we're even the people that suffer and need coupon that need to coupon <laughs> can right. make money off of these coupons are the ones that still get in trouble and you know, right? And, and it's like, bro, like. The corporations well, are still making billions, and yeah, but I mean, to be yeah. honest, they were doing illegal stuff in the in in mm-hmm. real. So like, so, uh, so like presidents and everybody. <laughs> anyway, another time, another place. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the show. That's not the show. Different, <laughs> different podcast. Different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this is the box office politics. No, we're not. <laughs> These are bingers. Um, <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, so I watched that, and then I watched all five episodes of season two of Floor is Lava. Ernest, I'm surprised you hadn't jumped in on that. that Right? It's great. (laughs) Um, it it was definitely, it was a pandemic show at the time, but I was actually surprised that there was only five episodes when they launched it, so I'm hoping there's going to be more. We binged it in a day, it's easy to watch, but Ernesto, they changed the rules, and it made it a lot better. Like it's it's so like within one episode you have three teams and then two move on to another round. So instead of them completing the same course and then whoever has the best time wins, that's only the first round. And then you have a second round that that ensues. And I think that level and like they also have to get exit passes, which forces them like for there's so if you want to exit the room you have to pick up an exit pass and those exit passes are uh, placed at all different points of the of the um of the of the, the arena course. I guess the course thank you um so it prevents the same three people to just run the same course and get out now it forces them to separate and either have to work at a team or try to go solo to obtain the exit pass and then get to the exit. So I think those new additions really elevated the show to a better viewing experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I was we we really enjoyed it. We watched it really quickly, but the rest of my time was consuming Jurassic Park one, two, and three, Jurassic World one and two, and Estevan. I watched all 
four seasons of Camp Cretaceous. Did you like it? I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it good? Um, I liked the first three seasons yeah. of, of the show. Once they left the island is when I – it got weird, yes. And that's when I started <laughs> having issues with the show because I – for some reason, and I went back and rewatched – I was – Literally, it was like one, like it was like a couple, like two weeks on the show and like a full day on the movies. And I was like, I'm Jurassic out, man. I'm no, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm dinoed out right dino'd now. Like, out, yeah. no, no, no more dinos. Um, but the thing that I was, I was confused about that between Jurassic World one and two was three years time. And the kids between seasons one and three were six months. And so when they left the island, I was like, so wait, wait. So I, for some reason, I thought we were gearing up to the events of Fallen Kingdom, which obviously there was a big tornado, uh, volcano in Fallen Kingdom. So I was like, oh, so the kids need to get out before the volcano happens. Okay. But then I realized that between Jurassic World one and th- one and two, there was three years apart, and these kids left at six months. So I'm like, wait a minute, hold up. Yeah. You're telling me that they could have stayed there for another two and a half years? Why are we leaving the island right now? Like, that's the part that boggles my mind. And so season four just didn't hit with me as with the other seasons did. Yeah, I I agree. And, and it was funny because, like, I fell into that show because of my nephew and I was because he's full on, on dinosaur right now. And I was like, oh, this is, this is cute. Like, we'll watch it. And then I was like, he's like, Steb, I'm, I'm done. And I'm like, shh, shh, be quiet, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, shh, shh. You're done when I say you're done. Yeah. He's like, Here, here's some muffins. Go away. Here's some muffins. Yeah. Like I, but yeah, I agree. And I did appreciate the, some of the things that like they factored in, like the whole opening of Jurassic World um, Fallen Kingdom and the kids are watching the T-Rex, you know, yes. whole, you know, the everything as well. So I was like, that's cool. You know, and I, I didn't realize the, the time frame in between. So I was like, oh, yeah. That's, but yeah, the moment they left the island and they went, wherever the fuck they are now <laughs> right which we don't know i thought I, I originally thought maybe they're on the second island that was in uh jurassic park two and three Sorna, uh, but right? we're sorna right but we are yeah. not there we're that's yeah. not where we, we're not there so i'm like i don't know what the fuck's going on and uh, kind of jumping the gun a little bit but um colin trevio the uh, he's producing camp cretaceous and obviously he directed uh jurassic world dominion but he said that some of the things that was in Jurassic World Dominion will be addressed in season five of Camp Cretaceous. So, oh. so if that's any indication, hmm. some of the things maybe some of the things that might have been confusing or like how did this happen? Maybe some of those elements will be explained in season five, which is the last season of Camp like Cretaceous. When Henry Wu's character became a bitch from. <laughs> <laughs> Either that, or primarily, how did uh, Dotson get that uh, yeah, that uh, whipped cream okay, can? Okay, good, good, because that was one of my things on my list. I right, exactly. <laughs> so hopefully, maybe uh, some of that is explained in the yeah. uh, in the show. Uh, but I liked it. I think what they were doing, yeah. um, it, it was engaging. It was funny because when I was watching the show, Megan was like, "I always know when it ends because there's a big dino roar, and then it's the a very soft." It's like, and then it's like, she's like, oh, you're done now, okay. And then you hear the roar again when the new episode. Exactly, yes. And she's like, oh, and then even because she was around when I was watching all that stuff, and she's like, no, like when we when we finished watching Dominion and we got home that night, she's like. 
I will watch anything, but please, no more dinosaurs. I am done. <laughs> you gotta give me like a year break. <laughs> <laughs> I am done I with these fucking, fucking with these dinosaurs. Did, did you ever watch um the the little short film that they released a couple of years ago, um, Battle at Big Rock? Yes, I, I did watch it, and obviously, you know, when we get into it, that was all mentioned in the beginning of yeah. the movie. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's all I've been watching. So let, let's dive right into it. Let's dive into our spoiler review of Jurassic World Dominion, the 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 epic conclusion to the Jurassic era. Unless it makes a lot of money, and Universal's like, no, nah, wait a minute, let's do another one. Um, but supposedly it's the last one. Uh, the original cast is back. The new cast, old cast. Estevan, your thoughts on Dominion? Oh, I have so many. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to start, I mean, exactly what you just said right now. That was one of the first things that I put on my list. I was like, it was advertised as the end of the Jurassic era, and I was like, there's not as much dinosaur action that I would have wanted from the end hmm. of the Jurassic era, and having these moments of like, all right, this is it. This is it. You brought the legacy cast back. You brought, you know, the new cast, you know, with some new people in it as well. And then from the moment it starts, I was like, oh, Locust. Okay, that's cool. And then <laughs> it's like, oh, more Locust. Okay. Let's... What? <laughs> I was like, oh, dinosaur. And I was like, oh, where'd it go? Locust. Okay. <laughs> okay, there we go. I was like, oh, I was like, fuck. Like, there was like, I... I, I kept wanting something to happen more from it because I, I like I mean this is our childhood and I know we have like a connection to this like film franchise and I know that and, and I'm so passionate about this film franchise as well too but even when you had said in the beginning you're like you know Stev you know this is one of your favorites I was like yeah but you know what's even more of my favorite the original two books by Michael Crichton Jurassic mm-hmm. Park and The Lost World are just like mind blowing and just so intense edge of your seat like you know flipping those pages if you haven't read it. I highly suggest you read it. Um, so I was expecting a lot of those those elements to come into this film, and I felt like each passing minute was like a waste of time at some point. The the first half drug on so long, and I felt like there was a moment where I'm like, all right, like when are we gonna see like you know dinosaur action? Because we saw like clips of dinosaurs, but there wasn't like, all right, like let's do this. Um, the legacy cast, while they're wonderful and more involved, you know, I felt like it gets like it, they were put there as a fan service more so than an actual like significant storyline to be able to be like, all right, let's do this. And, and I feel like if you would have brought the legacy cast back and then featured like Chris Pratt in the new cast, it would have been like, all right, well, that's cool. But in, in but they did the opposite and I felt like they wanted to feature the legacy cast more, but something just wasn't really like clicking the right way, which I, but, but not on anything on the legacy cast because I think the original three were wonderful in what it was that they were doing. I mean, I was so happy to see all of them. Um, and with their storylines, it felt rushed and minuscule, like in in all honesty, I felt like Laura Dern got the biggest, like, you know, storyline because she's the one that deals with you know prehistoric kind of you know plants and you know insects type stuff so she was there um which also goes into the dinosaur fights fast and not focused on very much like <laughs> yeah that new giga what is it giga something G- giga gigasaurus whatever is called yeah giga pets i don't know um, <laughs> <laughs> but with the t- and even when the t-rex came in they came in and it was like a solid what 45 seconds they're like ah and bit the t-rex and he's like all right i'm out <laughs> and like, okay, the next scene and i was like hold up wait 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 um 
you know, the giant locust storyline was fine for it was, but it took up a bigger time frame, I think, than I, I think that could have been a backside story, but it felt like it was much more of a like dominant story, which is kind of cool. Like if this was mo- if this was a movie about giant prehistoric locusts taking over the ecosystem, that's great, because in all honesty, that that hits kind of close to home because like that shit mm-hmm. kind of happened, right? Like you think about it, like you have a swarm of locusts eat our food supply and then after a few months like we're going to be dead we got to do something about it yeah so but not like, not only that esteban it was a corporation who were controlling the big locuses yes. to then control the food supply food supply yes that in of it in and of itself would have been a great movie outside of the jurassic era i agree it, Right. I agree. But anyway, <laughs> we, go, go move on yeah, where you said. We yes. decided to say no. We're going to put them in with all the dinosaurs and the velociraptors. And we're like, sure. Oh, why? Because why not? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Um. <laughs> so the ret- the return of the Dilophosaurus. Thrilled to see that guy. I'm glad that he brought his friends with him. But it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it felt rushed, and it felt like it was done as a nod and a full circle moment. For that moment where, like, Dodson dies kind of just like Nedry did. Mm-hmm. But also, like, it, it felt like it was just put there just to be put there to be like, it's back. Here's the Dilophosaurus. As opposed to being like, hey, let's be in the, you know, in the jungle or being wherever we are. And we have to, like, kind of, you know, figure out this whole issue. I know Claire got into the, the mitts with the Dilophosaurus at one point, but then quickly, you know... Owen showed up obviously to save the day, but it, it felt like the Dilophosaurus was just put there because it's like we've been asking for it for the last you know five you know sequels. <laughs> it's like all right, fine, you can have it. Here you go. Um, and then also because you just mentioned it a while ago, when the hell did they get the Barbasol can and who right. the fuck found it? <laughs> well, it, it, so uh, I so I watched this movie with uh, my friend James and he was over here. We watched all the movies together and he's also a big Jurassic World fan, but he said. And I didn't even pick up on it that that guy's name, the villain, quote unquote, is Dotson. Dotson which, yeah. if you recall back from the original Jurassic Park, remember when Ned was like, yeah. "Dotson, we have a Dotson here." Yeah. Like, so I I think they're related. So I don't know how that correlates to the Barbasol can. I but, think he's the original Dotson, though. You know, I know I agree. Yeah. I agree with you on that. I think he is. But at the same time. So there's the connection of how he yeah. gets the bar, like how he is, uh, his connection with the Barbasol can is yeah. there, but how he gets it but how is he gets, exactly right. It's I have no mystery. problem with Dotson being there and you know coming full circle for it because that's who you know yes for Biosyn came in and everything. So that full circle moment of him dying like the way Nedry did when he was the one that gave Nedry you know the Barbasol can to begin with. But, I mean, was there a tracker on it? No, because it was 1992. <laughs> I know you didn't fucking have that shit. <laughs> um, and then also, like, who went to this island with dinosaurs to go look for that Barbasol can? And how right. did y'all find it when we clearly saw in the first film, like, it was covered, you know, with mud? And years later, like, you know, it's clearly going to get, you know, solid over in rock and everything else. And so and it's not like, even like it's not even like the kids from Camp uh, Camp Cretaceous found it and it's like oh well he got it from the kids no they fucking left the island they even talk about the can so yeah yeah so, and you can tell it was like it was supposed to be a nod to the original can too because it's all rusted and everything too so I'm like mm, who got that for you like who got that for you? <laughs> um let's see um let's be honest I need more Jeff Goldblum in my life no matter what he does so but I was happy to see him there um. The new cast, uh, I'm just going to say it. I'm so glad that this is the last time we're going to see Owen Grady because I am sick of 
<laughs> holding holding your hand out. Holding the hand up. Just taming every for every dinosaur that he's never tamed in his life. Right. Like, yes. I was about to say that. <laughs> Secret power. Yeah. And then you even like, got, like, Alan Grant to do it. At the yes, end. I was about to say that, too. Yeah. He's like, just do what I do, Grant. Just do what I do. Just do what I do. And it's oh, like – and it's funny because, like, okay, maybe it can continue to work on the raptors, but it doesn't work for every dinosaur, yeah. man. <laughs> like, seriously, you're going to hold a hand up, and the dinosaur's going to be like, cool. Thank you for giving me <laughs> easy access. <laughs> what? So I was like, what is that? Dewanda um, Wise – God, what a gorgeous human. Eh? Mm-hmm. I thought mm. she was a great addition to the new cast. I would have been fine if they would have got rid of some of, the, <laughs> some of the older new cast members and given her a more prominent um, storyline. But with her and with the new members, you know, the new cast, it goes back to the entire thing that I was saying earlier. It was all rushed. Like, even when she saw What's-Her-Face Maisie being sold off, she's like, I remember you. She's like, I remember you. And then nobody goes, how do y'all know each other? Like, nobody said anything. They were like, oh, by the way, I I mean, she did say, she was like, I saw them give her away and I didn't do anything. But then it was like, oh, thank you. And then they moved on. I was like, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad Blue wasn't in it in the film much at all, really. I'm kind of over the whole, like, raptor and man being friends with each other type thing. Well, we still got that. That was still still a huge element of the film. You still got it, but Blue wasn't, like, a main character dinosaur in the film anymore. Like, she was there in the beginning. Just (laughs) beta. Yeah. And and Blue wasn't, you know, Blue came in. She was like, they stole my baby. (laughs) (laughs) You got the baby. Yeah, I got the baby. <laughs> and Owen's like, I'm, I'm gonna get her. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Like, I'm gonna get your baby. And then she's like, Bitch, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. I don't speak English. It's like I will literally fucking eat you. Give me my baby, or I'll fuck you up. Or okay, I'll fuck you up. Like, where's yeah. your baby? Um, so I'm kind of glad the friend, the man and raptor friend thing is over. Um. Okay, I was like, so the film was supposed to be, okay, dinosaurs are now living among us in our world. Like, how do we survive? How do we interact? How do we deal with them? How do we, you know, live among them? And other than some of the home footage that they've already used at the end of, you know, um, Battle at Big Rock, because that footage that they showed on TV was literally the same footage that they showed at the end of Battle at Big Rock. They show, you know, the little girl on the farm running away from compies. They show... You know, the, you know, one of the, I forgot what it's called, but the one where they're on, like, um, they're driving and the dinosaurs walking in the road and they fall off a cliff. So that's mm-hmm. already been shown before. And then other than the Mosasaurus attacking in the beginning, we never had, and then a little bit of the, the scenes in Malta, there was never that aspect and that situation of this film showing, hey, this is how we are living with dinosaurs. Like, this is how we have to protect ourselves through dinosaurs. It came into the point of us being like, all right, Chris Pratt, how's he going to save our lives? And, you know, and how are we going to get Laura Dern and everybody else back here as well? So I think there was a lot of not seeing how dinosaurs live among us would have been more, you know, I want to see how it's going to be more unbearable to be. Because, I mean, let's be in reality. Like, dinosaurs are among us. Like, we can't get rid of them, even if we killed them, right? We killed them because they're still going to procreate. You're still going to find them. Like, things are going to happen where they can't, you can't control it anymore. And there's no way that we could ever realize that this would 
work in any way. Like, they're, even at the end, they're like, we have to learn to cohabitate with each other. I was like, no, it's a fucking, it's, it goes back to 1999's Godzilla. He, giving him, like, oh, he has feelings. No, he's a monster. He's <laughs> He fucks shit up. <laughs> he fucks shit up. Like, this is a fucking T-Rex. So uh, I was I, like. I, I think going off of what you, you just said, I think for me, that was the biggest issue. Yeah. At the end of Fallen Kingdom, you literally yeah. set the building blocks of, like, a great fucking movie you're like okay now the dinosaurs are gonna you know coexist with humans how does that world work and they did a great job with that at the battle of big rock that's short it's 10 minutes long you haven't if you didn't see it it's on youtube um that was great the beginning of the movie was great when the construction workers were trying to like move that that dinosaur and like the mu- oh, yeah. the music was gentle and they're like how do we get this big ass dinosaur in a fucking construction zone and he's like yeah. just back it just back it up just like look give me a little noise just back it up and and to me that was great and then it just it loses that immediately it's it it's like we we get too complicated with an overly complicated and unnecessarily long plot we we need to go save the baby blue dinosaur and then like the the like legendary cast are shooting into the story and obviously we're going to meet up toward the end of that and like and then at the very end we get those shots we get those like this is the this is what I've been fucking waiting for. Like those, yeah. but when the sun's setting and you see those dinosaurs coexisting with with the with animals and like the elephants and everything, I was like, that's a fucking wallpaper right there, man. You could put that in yeah. your room and be like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. But like, but none of none of like you you started you bookended it you, you with you, at the start of the beginning of that movie. You had what I was looking for, and the big yeah. chunk of it, the big like, if the movie was like two hours and twenty six minutes long, two like I would say two hours and and twenty minutes of that, what I would say like two maybe maybe two two hours. Uh, well, now I'm doing math here, uh, like two tenths. <laughs> two over math. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Like a good majority of that Bye movie. Bingers, it's not math bingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like I would say, like two two ten of that movie was was of this long unnecessary plot. Um, Ernesto, what what are your thoughts? How do you, how do you feel about Dominion? So everything, I agree with everything you guys just said. And just piggybacking off of what you said, um, I th- not only did they end the last movie setting up for what it should have been, but they also every trailer of this movie there's they only show one clip of those fucking weird locusts. They yeah. they ne- the trailer always focused on the dinosaurs that we mm-hmm. barely got in the film. So we were the the movie we were marketed for and we were told is not the movie that we got. So yeah. I think it was cool. I think the thing that helped this movie even get anywhere off the ground was the original cast coming back because yeah. it was just problematic all throughout the way. But there were yeah. the one good thing I did I did that I did like that they brought back was the the practical effects with some of the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. So not seeing not every dinosaur needed to be CGI and I think yeah. that that was a nice touch to bring back to round out the saga if this yeah. if this is a very end. Yeah, the one I scene I did, the one scene I did like was the uh, the Jason Bourne Mission Impossible motorcycle <laughs> chase through, through the street. Yes. Yeah. 
that was thrilling. That bar and the like raptor like clotheslines. Like Like fucking Star Wars shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, it's funny you mentioned that scene because that's another one where we. uh, I think the whole. Again, the the story's convoluted, but let's if you really pick that scene apart, we get to see dinosaurs in the black market. And yes, like that yeah. we so okay, so now we get to see how humans and and dinosaurs are interacting with one another in a black market setting. And that was cool to see. And then again, like you were saying, Ernesto, that's followed by this action motorcycle scene with the raptors, and so that was pretty thrilling to watch. Yeah, but with we're talking that about scene, that was though, three like, three minutes of the whole out of two hours. <laughs> I know, I know. But within that scene too, that that girl, that girl, the one that was like doing the laser point, like yeah, what the fuck was that? Her? Like, yeah, what happened to her? she didn't even die. Like, let, let go back to the first Jurassic World. The nanny got the most brutal kill by the <laughs> yeah. Mosasaurus and the yes. fucking pterodactyl, and she didn't even do shit. She just didn't want to watch kids. I don't blame her. <laughs> but she you died the most horrible way. And then yeah. you know this girl who's like trying to kill everybody. She's like, and I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, I got my laser pointer and I, I am out. I got my out. laser and I'm done. <clears throat> and, and what yeah. happened? Which, and what happened to her nephews? Why, she's all about yeah. Claire's all about rebuilding her family. Where the fuck are her nephews? Like, He's doing love who yeah, are a major part of the first movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, they're fine now. They're, they yeah. don't need to talk about them and, no more. And, you know, and it's funny because that kind of goes into like the whole character of like Dodson. Like I had wrote down here, I was like, let's talk about him. I was like, uh, what the fuck? I was like, this dude has no villain presence on no. screen. I was no, like, absolutely not. Johnny <laughs> had more of a villain presence, and he was a good guy. In the first yeah. Jurassic World, I was like, I go even, you know, there's one scene where he's like stuttering. He's like, uh, and he would like, uh, is it like, and we all looked at each other in the theater. We're like, did he forget his lines? Like, 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 what was dude, that? what are you doing? <laughs> like line, line. Like we gotta go. I was like, I also, I also feel like this movie. It should have been, it should have been catered to like a much older audience because then maybe they could have done. Like some darker things, and we could have gotten more of the dinosaurs in our society fucking shit up. But like, yeah. they would like tell they would tell like these corny jokes, and if you like notice, like, because my theater, like, not everybody would laugh at those. I felt like they were very cued jokes because then they would kind of they would say a joke, and then there'd be like a minute pause where we just sit on the character. It's like, oh, yeah. is this where I'm supposed? To, is this where I'm supposed to laugh? <laughs> <laughs> but. But, I mean, to your point, like, the the jokes didn't land either. And one person that bothered me the most in this movie is Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Jeff Goldblum – Jeff Goldblum was not in the same movie as everybody else. He was in his own movie – he, like even even like when he was like talking with Dotson and like Lord Dern and everybody and it's like okay so I have the secret organization and like and like Sam uh, Sam Neil was like looking at them as like oh are you trying to get on my lady I'm like what the fuck is going on right now it's like yeah. it was uh, the whole thing was just weird but when Jeff Goldblum said like oh yeah I had a dog once that hunt me so hard I had like like <laughs> like I forgot something about his shins or callus yeah I was like what the fuck are you talking about Goldblum? It's like why would and you then, admit that shit? <laughs> and then there's a there, there's another scene where everyone's like seriously like gearing up to like okay uh, the two uh, Laura Dern and Bryce Dallas Howard you're gonna team up you're gonna do that thing uh, Chris Pratt and Sam Neill you're gonna go get the dinosaur and then like they're they're trying to do serious things and then Jeff Goomla just walks up with a gun and he just like puts it up as if he's about to do something and then the guy's like calm down Rambo and they puts his hand down I was like I don't I don't think you know what movie you're in man I don't I, I don't. Th- <laughs> 
I don't think you know. Rambo. I was like, have you seen Rambo? Hey, you're <laughs> taking care of shit going like going down. <laughs> oh, yeah, I agree. I, I think I, Jeff, it, it felt, again, I think it was like a fan service type thing. It's like, we're going to put them in here. And I loved seeing them. Like, don't get me wrong. I had put, yeah. I had put down in here. I was like, you know. Where does it say? Um, I love. Okay, I was like, I love seeing Sam, Laura, and Jeff together again. I was like, and that, that's a good example of what what happens when you mind your business. You age gracefully. They look great. But they did also, look good, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they did. They looked great. Um, but I felt like it was an oppor- like there was a failed opportunity to um see other characters from the other sequels, and it was a wasted opportunity because in reality, no, you didn't have to like all be together. You didn't have to be together or no, you don't have to like, like dwell on each member that's ever been in a Jurassic franchise. But in reality, like think about it in this way, in the scenes, like people dealing with dinosaurs of what we wanted to see, go ahead and go into different parts of the mainland of all over the world and check in on Lex and, you know, Tim, they're playing with their kids outside and they see a raptor and they're like, fuck no. And then yeah. you can cut to, like, you know, Julianne Moore sees a Stegosaurus again for the first time in over, like, 20 years. And then go over to, you know, maybe, you know, Malcolm's kid that was with us. And she's like, uh, no. <laughs> and, you know, just kind of seeing these moments. And, again, you don't have to dwell on them. They don't even have to have lines. But just you miss that opportunity to bring back these members. Because, in reality, the people that are in these Jurassic Park movies and sequels were the only ones that have ever dealt with this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no reason to not kind of see like, how do you feel about these dinosaurs being on the mainland? Because all the people are dealing with it now, but we're the only ones that have ever been in this catastrophe of like dinosaur era. And we've dealt with this on a, like a personal level. So I felt like that was like a missed mark. Cause then you also would have given us what we wanted to see of how do we interact with dinosaurs when they're here now? Right, and and I think you made a good point of, like, it's a missed opportunity. Let's take away the convoluted plot of Biosyn. Let's get rid of all of that, get rid of the locuses. And and I think the, the plot, to me, the plot is, is that's the main thing that I'm having a tr- problem with this movie. Because you take away the Biosyn, you take away the locuses, you take away the separated stories, and you go back to what you set up. You set up a world where dinosaurs and humans are coexisting. And right now, and bringing back the legacy cast, you don't need to get them involved into Biosyn. They just need to be existing. Because, again, they, like you said, they are the only people who have dealt with this trauma of going to Jurassic Park. And so how do they feel when they are now invading your personal space? You spent many, many years talking to the in terms of the legendary cast, you've probably spent most of your life trying to forget in that therapy. you even in therapy. And like when you <laughs> saw like I'm sure I would love to hear their commentary on Jurassic Worlds. Like I had like trauma of like crazy shit happening again in you know when that when that park opened and like it, you know dwelling a little bit on that experience and kind of getting PTSD in and in a way and seeing um like these dinosaurs now in your backyard, like yeah. it, it, it didn't take much for you to to convince the legendary cast to be back for a story like that. Because honestly, if you set when you set that when you set that storyline up at the end of Fallen Kingdom, it's almost like, well, now they, they have to be in this movie because you can't ignore them being part of this world. And and then you gave us this plot that really doesn't make any sense, and it didn't do the new cast or the old cast 
um, any justice or like this yeah. big conclusion moment. We didn't get that like no. this this big moment that this is the end of a franchise or anything like that. Um, I, another thing I want to talk about, Ernesto, I'll ask this question to you. We we leaned heavily on this clone girl. Why did we even? I, I hated that moment in Fallen Kingdom, and I was like, maybe we'll forget about it. No, we leaned a hard left right into mm-hmm. it. So, what, am I the only one that feel like that whole storyline was unnecessary? Or Ernest, I'll start with you. Well, yeah, but they needed it because that was the only connection of having this girl even be a part of this movie. And is and I, I haven't seen the originals in a long time. Is Lockwood mentioned in the original movies, or is this no. girl mentioned at all? This is all new. Yeah. Because it seemed like this movie was just like a huge callback to like to all the originals. It was just like yeah. it was just like fan service after fan service. I mean, at the very end, yeah. you get the T Rex walking through the symbol with the water falling. I was like, oh, I yeah, really. I did love that. <laughs> that was good though. I'm not gonna lie. Like that, yeah. yeah, yeah, but that's a clear example. But like, what I mean is like the yeah. entire movie is filled with shit like that. Like, there's all these just like, hey, mm, nice little callback. Mm. Yeah, look, yeah. Well, like, we made this. Well, like look, even like Ellie and um, Claire when they go to turn like the the system off or turn it back on. That was very much like Ellie turning the whole system back on in the original Jurassic mm-hmm. Park. And the raptor coming out, I was like, "Oh, a raptor is about to pop out," and uh, and it didn't. But, but it, but then going back to like what Matt said too, you know, there was you had these moments to be like, "How are you dealing with it?" And they did it with just one sentence, and it, it was kind of almost a disservice because you know, Claire goes, "Do you still have nightmares?" And she's like, "All the time." She's like, "You?" She's like, "Yeah." And then they moved on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we uh, we could have really dealt into the psyche of those characters while also giving us thrilling dino action not just in in a facility but how about in new york city in in california in the you know the deserts anything really like it it, they could have the thrills could have been in our backyard and not in a facility like we deal with like black bears and brown bears up north like how do i deal with a raptor when it comes you're like oh my god there's a bear and then a raptor comes out and kills the bear and then turns on you like there was that there was so much available to do this kind of like aspect of horror that they mm-hmm. kind of did in the last one, but it didn't hit the right way, and I, I felt like this one was just like all right we're gonna do everything that everybody wants to see like right now, and we're gonna do it for like maybe two to five minutes, and then after that we're gonna go back to the locust. <laughs> yeah, the locust bit was a whole, and like I do agree with you, Doctor Wong having uh, i'm sorry dr Wu, um yeah. having a like uh, an emo shift in personality yeah. and it's like oh man i hate what i've done to this place and this is all my fault and i just want to fix it and i need your dna because you're a clone and your mother was a genius of a person you never met before like, to the audience in house in the last movie and you didn't have any sympathy for any of that like, right yeah absolutely and i feel like that okay if we're gonna go off of a character that we've that because honestly when they said yeah your mother like in fallen kingdom when they said yeah your mother was in jurassic park i instantly thought of the little girl from yeah. the movie and i was like oh shit they brought her back and they could have easily tied that in there yeah. if we're gonna go that far into it um but it it's just a a, a big missed opportunity but I, I will say this the dino action though is thrilling when it gets there 
Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think it does. I think the action when it does get there is great. I think one of my favorite scenes is when Claire gets off of the airplane, which hold on before we even get to that. When the airplane was going down and Chris Pratt was like, hey, babe, we're going to have to push this shoot. Um, and so I was like, I love you. And then he kisses her on the forehead. And I'm like, that's not a forehead kiss moment. You go right for the lips, sir. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing right now? Like, what do you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, come on. Anyway. So after that, um, there was a, uh, like she was evading the Gigasaurus and, and she was like crawling. And it was very slow and intense. And to me, it was very suspenseful. And, like, she's literally crawling into the water. And, like, you see the dinosaur's, like, head leaning right into it. And she's holding her breath for dear life. And she's, like, trying to mask herself into the dirt. That was some good stuff. Yeah. Like, that's where, like, the suspense... That yes, that way, yeah, that one scene. That one spot. The 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 suspense that I got right back from Jurassic Park. I'm like, that's yeah. the suspense I like. The thrilling action from the motorcycle scene, and I like the, the between Rexy and the Gigasaurus and the the flying other one. The bird the, with the, the, with the, the claws. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> that one. It's like so you have all these three predators together. And it's like, okay, here's this final showdown. I never felt that moment that this was like a big showdown, you know? Yeah. It, it it never it never got to that point. To the point where it's like, I, I okay, so I would have on here. Here's my hot take. I would have preferred if Rexy, which already was in, uh, in kind of Jurassic World, where Rexy unknowingly yeah. helped the humans defeat the Indominus Rex in Jurassic yeah. World, right? So, like, he, Rexy was seen as a hero. I think they should have done the same thing they did in that movie, where Rexy is coming in to help our heroes, but in this time, <clears throat> excuse me, kills the Gigasaurus, but also sacrifices herself unknowingly to, yeah. to the humans, therefore putting Rexy, who's been there since the beginning that dinosaur to rest and like you know i think i think that dinosaur sort of died um to kind of like maybe give set give that moment some some weight to it some emotional impacts like as make me give a fuck you know yeah stakes weren't really you know what because you're you're very right because in and then what we got was rexy coming in and helping and then edward scissorhands and all rexy did was like (laughs) push him and yeah. then fell into his like fucking fingers, and then they're like, and it's done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> KO. KO. It's like it's done. Let's go. I was like, wait, are the original Raptors gonna come in here at any time or something? What's happening? Right. Oh, yeah. no? okay. <laughs> uh, Esteban, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Ernesto, you're gonna say you're were you gonna mention something? I don't remember. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had a follow up to that. I did, but. And then you'll add. That's all right. But yeah, um, I mean, I agree. I agree with y'all, and I agree with Ernesto too. Like, there was a lot of moments where it was, it was just like we did things to make it like make you happy. Like, I was excited to see that whole live action passing that circular water feature, and then I was like, oh look, there's the logo, and then you're like, okay, that was done. And then to kind of you know move forward, and again, I think I was excited to see the Dilophosaurus again, and then you used it in the exact same form. You just let him bring friends with him this time. Yeah, to yeah. do the exact same thing that you did in the first film, which is fine in in, in some kind of aspect. But 
give me a little bit more meat on the bones to like work with like in the prior or post you know that attack and uh, i don't know there was i felt like the stakes the felt like the stakes just weren't that high like i wanted either one of the original cast or one of the new or one of the new group like one of them should have sacrificed itself and i felt that mm. moment i felt like steve um steve uh gold bloom i said Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff yeah. Goldblum. I'm mixing him up in Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ian Malcolm. Yes, when like I felt like he was there. We had that moment where I thought he was going to sacrifice himself, and I felt like that would have been like a kind of like a redeeming moment. But nope, they just or at least he or magically Ellie, made it back Ellie, up I there. Ellie would have yeah. died because they finally reconnected of her and Alan Grant, you know, coming together again and that long lost love that they never got to have, and then. Have Ellie die and then Alan be like, no, or yeah. vice versa, and no, you didn't. It would have put some. Yeah. It would have put some weight on the ending. Yeah. Yeah, and and again, I mean, a missed opportunity. I was not a big fan of Fallen Kingdom, but I like certain aspects of it, and yeah. so I'm like, okay, w- the way that it ended, though, like I, that's just a transition movie. We just needed the dinosaurs to get from the island to the to the mainland, and now it's that we're here. Now, th- you know, our we have the 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 story's our playground. We can go any direction with it, and then it's like then you see the movies, like well, maybe not that one. I yeah. you know uh, maybe maybe shouldn't have gone that way. You know Ian Malcolm, you know the the character, famously once said in Jurassic Park, "We're so preoccupied on whether or not we could, we never thought and think we should." And I feel like the you know Colin Trevio should have taken that on his vice. He's like maybe we shouldn't do that because it doesn't make any fucking sense. He he also said famously, "That's one big pile of shit." And so, <laughs> so I mean, it's 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 hard to like. It, it's weird because like you want it to be good. You know that it can be good. You're you're rooting for it to be good, and then you you get a product back, and you're like, yeah. right, well, what happened here? What's 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 going on? Uh, like I'm gonna like I thought the way the way the way that we saw previews, we saw that Biosyn, you know facility and we would see like the the aerial footage of it i was like oh this is how this movie's gonna go we are now in our own park because we can't survive Mm. in a world of you know dinosaurs we can't survive Mm. in jurassic world we have to now create our own you know jurassic park for just humans because there's no way for us to survive with them and then it didn't do that at all then they were like oh actually we have like this chip implanted in all of them that can tell them to migrate this way. I was like, how did you do that? They're in, they're out here uh, in the world. Like, yeah. who was going around yeah. shooting microchips into everybody? <laughs> we, can aim, we can aim lasers at people and tell them who to kill. <laughs> Laser beams. Well, you know, Esteban, you make two good points here. One, the movie could have been just that. Think of it. Think of the dinosaurs like zombies. And so now we are in this post-apocalyptic world where we're trying to hide from dinosaurs that are trying to kill us. And so now we need to hide from them. But let's flip it around. Let's go with the idea that Biosyn is trying to wrangle some of these dinosaurs. Make a movie about that. All right, maybe Biosyn's a good company. And we're like, we want to contain these dinosaurs and let's maybe see a scene where we try to wrangle them in so they can be protected uh, rather than, um, you know, them using it for their selfish gain. And it looks like now with the movie ended, they're like, we're just going to leave that as a private sanctuary. 
Uh, but like there's still dinosaurs roaming the world. They didn't grab all of them. Yeah. It's like they're, the they're still is still in the fucking ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's still there, buddy. He hasn't left. Yeah, like what? All right, but uh, I, I f- final final thoughts, Esteban, on Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, when it was good, it was good. Um, and I felt like we had two films in one, th- one that was not meant to be a Jurassic film with the locusts and everything. Um, and then, and it was very much, you know, and, you know, and then the locusts caught fire and were falling from the sky and it was very like, oh, you know, <laughs> the asteroid is hitting earth again and the dinosaurs are going to die. Or is this just the 10 plagues from God himself? Right. Like, yeah. You know, right. Um, so I was like, what movie are we watching? Um, it, 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 again, it was good when it was good. I think the legacy cast brought some good aspects to it, but I think they did they did them a disservice with the way that they, with the writing style again that goes back to the writing, because mm-hmm. I, I mean, and I agree, like there was so much potential in this film. This it geared us up from that last one into this one to be the epic conclusion of the Jurassic era. It's like great, cool, like, and y'all continue. Like, what's the next like? series gonna be the triassic park <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> like, like, so um but um i'm gonna like i think this is generous but i'm gonna give it a, a six out of ten just because it had its moments where it's like okay my nostalgia was like happy at some points but it didn't reach those potentials of like it being one of the top tier jurassic sequels that it has i was like man fuck i mean y'all could have done I mean, fucking Jurassic Park 3 did some stuff better than y'all did in this one, I think. Yeah. Uh, Ernesto, your final thoughts? Uh, I think they had a lot of missed opportunities. Like, it could have been something great. I think this is an example of a franchise that was loved, but they just took it too far. They just stretched it too thin, and they watered it down. Like, so... Hopefully it doesn't. I don't think it takes away from the original. I think it just the rest of them just like all of them. They just don't hold up to what the original gave, like just cinema in general, yeah. like and what mm-hmm. and what that did for just, for just movies. Because this after that, it just it didn't be it be, it didn't become about that anymore. It just became yeah. this whole other thing, and then we got then we ended up with Dominion. Which, yeah. so, <laughs> because I mean, in reality, if you think about it, the original could still stand. It, it could still, it, like, say that we're gonna forget every, all the other five sequels. The original is just a standalone on its own, and is still one of the most infamous, you know, pieces of modern, you know, film cinema, you know, history. The things exactly. it did created new CGI aspects, you know, oh, yeah. practical effects, and yes. had terror and horror in it. Also had, you know comedy and everything else that you needed and still had heart so i think i think you really your original source material going back to the novels of michael crichton you you could have gone back to those original two novels and taken things from those and done things with them that they never did in any of these sequels it still pisses me off to this day um i I always mention it because i think it's one of the most crazy you know chapters of a of a novel of the T-Rex finding out that the T-Rex can swim because they're like, oh my God, it went into the river with Grant and the kids. And they're like, okay, he can't swim. And then they discover that, oh my God, it can swim. And then Dilophosaurus is being on the side of the river squirting, you know, their poison at their raft mm-hmm. as they're trying to escape this T-Rex. And it's it's thrilling. And you had all this to work with. And then you gave me Locust. <laughs> <laughs> and Locust. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think we're all in the same agreement. This, to me, this was a... 
it was a big disappointment uh, and a, and a, and a bit and a missed opportunity from what this film could have been. And, and hopefully maybe, cause I, I don't think that universal is going to say no to a billion dollar franchise. So maybe we are the, at the end of the, the Jurassic era, right. Um, and, and this particular story, but I wouldn't mind a spinoff post dominion. All right. The dinosaurs are still living among us. I I'm okay with like, I'm still waiting for that movie. I would still love to see that like that that movie where people are invading dinosaurs from their backyard. I I would still love to see that because it just didn't do it justice here. It barely did it at all. I want to see that movie where humans and and dinosaurs are coexisting. I'll even settle for an animated series that way if yeah. that's what it calls for. Like if Camp Cretaceous moved on to the real world, I would love to see those characters like fuck we we lasted so long in these in this yeah. island with the dinosaurs and now we can't escape it we can't escape the dinos because now they're in our backyard i wouldn't or mind if they action, go yeah or a live action series i mean yeah Battle of big rock was a good 10 minute you know little snippet give me a 30 minute you know eight you know episode story and I'd be like okay cool i can deal with this yeah 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 and and so i think there's there's still hope for that but if it doesn't happen you know i get it but this movie's gonna make a lot of money anyway it made 145 million dollars opening weekend in the box office so that's not a small number obviously a lot of people went out to go see it um but it i mean 30 percent on ron tomatoes i just looked it up and it's now 30 i think it was 38 when i saw it um and so yeah i would think that's that's not unwarranted i do feel like there's a lot of good moments in that movie a lot of thrilling dino action but for the most part it just it like there's no there's no stakes to it and therefore it's hard for you to root that for them to get out of there and the legendary cast and the it just didn't it just didn't live up to what I was really hoping this film could have been um so it's just a little bit it's unfortunate that like yeah. Jurassic it, Park 3 has a 49% on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> yeah it's it's better <laughs> Um, but two, two more things before we wrap up this show. One, uh, where, where does, where does, uh, the, the ranking goes for your, for the Jurassic franchise, uh, Estevan, like, or where, where does it kind of stand for you? What's your best? What's your worst? Where does Dominion fall? I think my best still is the original JP is probably the, I mean, that, that would, that set the, the bar for everything is still number one. I, I, I think the second one is a highly like mis not misconstrued but like is not given its due as much as it should because I think Lost World is a lot better. Go back and rewatch it if you haven't and you're like, you know what? Yeah, like this is great. I would probably put this one above Fallen Kingdom, but I think it, that's the only kind of above where it's gonna go. Like Damn. even three's, okay. three's pretty low still too. <sighs> Like it's not high up there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ernesto, what about you? Well, I haven't seen the original three in a long time, so I don't have like a full official ranking. Mm-hmm. But let's say from the from this final trilogy, I would go. Well, first and foremost, Steve, I already kind of mentioned it too. Like you can't beat what the original set up, and I think that's the, that's part of the problem is that the mm-hmm. original is so iconic that none of these other films will ever come anywhere near what this yeah. what that film did. Um, but let's see. From the new trilogy, I will go probably in order. Like, cause I like I liked Jurassic World. 
Yeah. I mean, I yeah, didn't I like Fallen Kingdom, but I hated Dominion. <laughs> hated? Oh wow, that was a, that's a. I didn't think you hated the movie. Well, but, not wow. well. Okay, I just really didn't. I just really really didn't. It. Ununderstood. Yeah. I think it deserves. There were some cool things, me, but, but not. It was not enough. It was there was some cool stuff in there, but not enough for me to to watch it for two and a half hours. Right. Yeah, that's Agreed. fair. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it, again, the original Jurassic Park, it, it sets a high bar. Um, but I think second place for me would be Jurassic World. I know it's the same movie, but if it ain't broke, don't, you know, it, it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And it's, uh, I think seeing the park open for me when I was watching that in the theater and after like you had Jurassic, you know, one Jurassic Park one, two and three and rebooting this franchise for Literally, the tagline was Jurassic World, the park is open. And I'm like, fuck yeah. I don't know what this movie's about, but hell yeah, let's do this. Here's the fuck, right? I'm here for it. And I think it delivered on that because, I mean, it was a copycat of Jurassic Park, but I'm fine with it. Like, I'll eat the same food every day. I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, So I think for me, two is the Jurassic World hits for number two. Third, since I just rewatched it, I do agree with you, Stev, that. Um, the Lost World holds up a lot better than I remember. It's yeah. a it's it's a good movie of like kind of balancing out like Ian Malcolm not wanting to go back and dealing with dinosaurs, but your 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 girlfriend's involved and you get a different aspect of you know how different things are run. So I think I agree that that's a good one. And then it kind of goes to I I would actually give Dominion the like the fourth spot in there there was okay. i there's a lot i didn't like about it but there was stuff that was was fine and then jurassic park three and then three. fallen kingdom uh i think you know one of the reasons that park three jp3 kind of always pushes me off a little bit is just that one scene <laughs> dreaming he's like alan yes. alan <laughs> alan <laughs> Like that didn't need to be there. That didn't uh, need to be in there. Not to be there at all. Yeah. But uh, anyway, there you go. That's our spoiler review on Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, it's it was a big blockbuster movie that just didn't make the mark, and that's unfortunate because there's a lot of hype around these movies, and you want it to be better, but sometimes it just doesn't work out. And it's funny because this isn't the first time where big blockbusters come back and like come back and see what you love, and it's one big pile of shit. Like it just doesn't work up, and then Where you have movies said in this film, Jurassic World. Not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan. Um, but then you have, you know, it, it's it's funny because you watch this movie and you're like, man, let's go back to original content, huh? Let's yeah. what like coming back from everything everywhere all at once, like a, a new original story, and then all this hype and money goes to Jurassic World Dominion, and you're like, fuck, man, mm-hmm. ah, that's that's that burns. Yeah. Um, but Estevan, thank you as always for joining us and talking about Jurassic World. Really do appreciate you coming onto the show. Absolutely, thanks for having me, guys. I always appreciate and love being here. Y'all are great. Same. Ernesto. Tell our lovely listeners what they can Same. look forward to next. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, you're all right. Thanks for your well, what more can I add to that? I guess yeah. you're all right. I mean, yeah. sometimes <laughs> you're not being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll remind you in a few weeks when I see you. <laughs> I will also remind you. Uh, next week, we are diving into the, Pix- the world of Pixar. We are going to be reviewing Chris Evans' new film, Lightyear. 
Um, oh, we have a special guest coming on. So I'm re- I'm looking forward to talking about it. Everybody so confused about what the story is about. It's like it's it's not it's not it's not that confusing. It's not that hard. In 1995, <laughs> well, Andy got a toy from his favorite film. This is that film. <laughs> yeah, did, you Boom. you read you read you read the post that was today, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, they, they posted. Today, yeah. yeah, I know. I'm about to say you fucking. I know you saw it because like that. I was just about to read it. It's like it's quite, actually quite simple. Uh, but yes, exactly. It's this is the movie that Andy saw, and and you know it, you just said it. But yeah, um, I, I'm really looking forward to this movie. I'm also a big okay. Pixar fan. Um, yeah. I think what Pixar is doing is very creative. Like wh- why you know you could easily have told a story. Uh, a, either original story or uh, a story uh, about toys in a toy story. That makes sense. But instead, you're telling us a different kind of story, and I'm here for that. And I'm a big Pixar nerd, so I'm very... And also, Ernesto, it's back in the theater, as Pixar films fucking should be. Absolutely. Uh, so I, there's a lot to discuss next week, and I'm looking forward to that conversation. Um, but if you want more from us, you can always hit us up on our social media channels on Bach, uh, on Instagram at box office underscore bingers and on Facebook at TikTok at box office bingers. Um, uh, thank you everyone for listening each and every week. Thank you Estevan for joining us once again. We'll sure to have you on very soon as we always do because you're always a pleasure to have on the show. Yeah, most of the time. Most, yeah, well, most of the time. <laughs> uh, and for that, I've been your host, Matt Diaz. Ernesto Santos. See ya.